Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. God! Start your night off right. Dubs! What? Open a window in the hideout. You are dirty. No windows in here. What's new? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Cover my nose. Somebody sharded. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1, El Jefe and J-Dub's funniest night show in America. Best nighttime entertainment in Orlando and the only place where you can truly be somebody. 407-916-1041-888-978. Don't step on the phone numbers. Don't step on the phone numbers. You just sit there and enjoy it. Your ass wind is stepping on my nose. I'm sure everybody can smell it right through the radio. Stop, dude. Grabbing him. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. I'm only concerned about three numbers, 911. Why? Oh, something nasty was unleashed here in the hideout. That is uh, Chunks, executive producer of the hideout. He mans the AOL Instant Messenger. That's Real Radio Hideout. Tommy Bateman, the, I think I left a mark. the director, he's in charge of the talk and roll controls, responsible for the uh, hideout page on realradio.fm. <laughs> that is Matt Albert, third mic and writer, also suffering in here. See, that's what you get when you're third mic and writer. You get to sit in the big studio and smell the nastiness. The, where we take the big dumps. I think the smell got in my mouth. Mmm. <laughs> And you enjoy that. That's Gibbs, the unpaid producer. He screens your phone calls with the aforementioned phone number. And also to J-Dubs. Mm-hmm. He is the host of the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Hideout Headlines Game Show. You heard the uh, headlines in the Phillips file. You're turning them into prizes here in about 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Uh, get caught up on the day's headlines and win some stuff right here in the Hideout on Rural Radio 104.1. Have you been eating baby food or something? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. This was like baby poop. Uh, coming up, it is a Monday night, J-Dub. So on this Monday night, there's a lot that we do. A third, o'clock, uh, third hour of the Hideout, Hideout Door Prize Blowout. I do like that, third o'clock. At third o'clock, we'll be doing Whose Weekend Was It? I'd say uh, we use that. Our weekend recap game. Second hour of the hideout is Ask the Attorney with Tom Luca. He will be in studio tonight. He'll get to enjoy uh, (laughs) what I've got to unleash. We got uh, a full half hour with Tom Luca. So, if you have any questions, legal advice is needed, you will want to stay tuned. Ask the Attorney with Tom Luca in just about an hour. Um, Right here at 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. I have a few stories and uh, things that I would like to run by him. Cool. Uh, specifically, uh, can you sue if your nasal cavity is destroyed by someone else's ass wind? I don't think I infringed on your uh, nose that bad. You also don't think that smoking causes any problems. So I just don't like that you're discriminating on the color of my lungs. Uh, 
Nice new angle. Also, uh, coming up, we'll do a Hey Hideout. We haven't done it in a while, and that's my bad. I've just been really bad about staying on track. Your unscreened phone calls will come up at some point this evening, plus a ton, a ton of audio that we must play for you. Also, we need to talk about the mockery that was the Super Bowl. Uh, just an absolute travesty. We will get to that tonight, J-Dubs, as well. Plus, covering the two live broadcasts that we have coming up this Friday night, we are at the Premier Adult Factory Outlet giving away a shopping spree worth over $500. Um, and we'll get you qualified for that on Friday. Then we actually do it. That is Friday night, Premier Adult Factory Outlet, 5009 South Orange Blossom Trail, just south of Holden. And then also, on the 17th, a week from this Friday, we go to Melbourne. 17 stunts on the 17th with Cuddle paying off the Helmet of Pain loss in the Hideout Fantasy Football League, J-Dubs. So all of that, all of that that we have to get done this evening. 407-916-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. J-Dubs... This is also the beginning of what I like to call birthday week. As it is my birthday on Friday, February 10th. We're going to be at a premiere during it. So that is uh, going to be the grand culmination of uh, Hefe's birthday week. Why don't we call it Hefe Hanukkah and you just get a different uh, present from different people? Love it. Love it. Love it. We'll do it. Coming up Thursday, I am your host for the Hideout Happy Hour at Patty McGee's from 7 to 9. New time, 7 to 9. That means it's the treehouse with J-Dub yes. from about 7 to 9.30. Then a drunk me coming in at 9.45 uh, and wreaking the hell that you guys uh, have all wreaked on me uh, before. I just wreaked some more on you. Yeah. So, enjoy that. Stop <laughs> you got to stop, dude. I thought, I thought it was lingering. No, that was a fresh blast. you got to stop. That's insanity. <laughs> so here in birthday week, J-Dubs, why don't we kick off the show with your birthday present? I see that you uh, you got me a birthday gift. Actually, this is from uh, me, Chunks, and Tommy, or as I like to call them, the gang. Uh, the glue gang. <laughs> the, uh, the, the oil that keeps the machine running. Here is your present from us three. All right. Now, I see it's nicely wrapped. Yes, my girlfriend loves to wrap. She took like 10 or 15 minutes at uh, Target picking out the wrapping paper and ribbon. It looks crappy. What? I'm just kidding. Now, here's what's fun. Uh, she really took 10 minutes? To uh, to find the wrapping paper and all that stuff. Who wraps anymore? She loves it. That's one of her favorite things to do is wrap and clean. I think I found me a good one. <laughs> I think you did, too. <laughs> Uh, can we rent her out? Uh, not really for sex or anything, but really to do... Oh, she does. In fact, she cleaned my car, mm-hmm. which was outstanding, too. All right, now look at this. All this ribbon, and I feel bad when somebody wraps a gift for you. Why? Because you have all this ribbon, and what am I going to do with this? It's really just a big mess. Well, you throw it away. You think you feel like you have to keep the ribbon? Kind of. Because she spent time doing that thing with the With the scissors string where the... you... Uh, right. Where you get it to curl? Too well, Hefe from the hideout. Now, here's what's odd. Um, it's written all pretty, so I know you guys didn't write it. Nope, that was her, too. Did she pick out the gift? Ah, uh, no. Right. I picked that out. I wish she had. She might have got something cheaper. Trash. <laughs> open it up here. Birthday week uh, for Dro here on Real Radio 104.1. Actually, Alex. I guess that's not for you, then, is it? Yeah. Get the hell out. 
Sorry, give that back. That's uh, for that's uh, for Alex. I'm sorry. Yeah, not you. Got the wrong gift. Hey, my name's Alex. Whoa! Are you kidding? Wow! You enjoy that. Thank my you, guys. I this um an iPod Nano. Hopefully this was. Hopefully you can take care of this one. Oh, I'm gonna have that bitch for breakfast. <laughs> she left the uh, the uh, the tag on it. It doesn't say anything. Oh, okay. Wow, it was $900,069. Mm. Uh, I see a big orange tag, and I thought... In clear, so, chan uh, in clear channel wages, it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the funny thing, too. Um, you just called your chick a bitch. Yes. You literally, out of anger, just called your chick a bitch. I thought she left a tag on it. I don't put up with that. Dude, that is sweet. Now, what does the iPod Nano do? It's, is it just a smaller one or what? It, it, it's smaller in size. It still has like it's more than the. Uh, it does the same thing as the old iPod, the regular one. Oh, it's black. Yeah. Sweet, love black. Now she insisted we got the black. She had to go three different places to find a black one. Wow, you guys bought me an iPod Nano, huh? What a great kickoff to birthday week here in the hideout. It's I'm all downhill from here. It better not be. We got Patty McGee's, the pre-birthday celebration. I'm, I'm just telling you gift-wise. Tomorrow, got... tomorrow you get maybe more uh, stank for my ass. Now here's... That's what I give you. I've been uh, blessed with that for, what, four or five years now. Mm -hmm. All right, this is sweet. And you guys, too, got me the action jacket. Yes. So you don't drop it while working out. Man, I, that looks tough, though, because it's one of those things where you put it on your bicep. Yeah, it's... Uh... I know how anti-Semitic you are, so I thought you'd enjoy wearing it. <laughs> what are you talking about? What does that even mean? I don't know what that means. Your armbands you always wear around your house. What the hell? Your brown jacket. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't find a red one for you. Nice. Go. Well, thank you very no problem. much. I appreciate that. When you come to work, we want you to uh, have the armband on and come and shake the ropes. And <laughs> like the ultimate warrior. What the hell? I don't even know what you guys are. I'm just going to. All right. You guys have fun with that. Apparently, it's funny. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Make sure you paint yourself down your, down your cheeks and down your nose. All right. Well, celebrate birthday week. Coming up Thursday, Patty McGee's. I will be your host uh, from 7 to 9 for the Hideout Happy Hour. Then Friday, of course, the big broadcast from the Premier Adult Factory outlet. It's a hideout. Coming up next. Hey, how about this? Uh, I don't want to be the only winner. You guys win some prizes. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. We will uh, do the hideout headlines game show. Call now, win prizes, get caught up on the day's headlines. Also, give you an update on whether or not I am caffeine-free still. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1 live on a Monday night. Time for the Hideout Headlines Game Show brought to you by the Wholesale Furniture Market. Holding their inaugural public auction this Saturday, February 11th at noon. Over 20,000 square feet of uh, the showroom has everything. Over 2,000 items that must go. If the uh, last bid on a $1,000 sofa is 100 it is yours. Wow. Uh, Wholesale Furniture Market, first auction that they're going to have. Don't miss it. Saturday at noon, Wholesale Furniture Market, 436 uh, in Castleberry, next to the Sands Club. 
Uh, for more info, 407-332-1314. Actually, our buddy, uh, Big Dog Steve, who's hooking up, hooking us up with a bunch of prizes for the live broadcast at Premier Adult Factory Outlet, was telling me about this thing that he's got going on, and it sounds badass. So you're going to want to check that out this Saturday at Wholesale. I'm definitely going over there because I got... Uh... My uh, my couch has a few uh, cracks and rips starting in it, so I need to go over there and uh, check out some of that stuff. Time to get something new. By the way, I have the new version, or uh, the clean version of Straight Outta Compton. I'd like to play that at some point tonight, too. Dubs, let's give away some prizes in the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Welcome. Welcome to the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Game Show. Answer questions on what's in the headlines. Local. National. World. Sports and entertainment. If you guess right, you win big. Big. Now here's your host, Gibbs. All right, true, false, multiple choice, fill in the blank. 407-916-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. The Hideout Headlines Game Show. We will start it off with uh, Chris and Ocala. You're first up. Chris, which category would you like? I'll go sports. Now, here's sports with Gibbs. All right, sports is fill in the blank. This player formally announces retirement after the Super Bowl yesterday. Jerome Bettis. Good one. All right, we're just giving yeah, away that things. Was an easy one. Yeah, that was. Actually, uh, hold on, Chris, you are a winner. Uh, we have the audio of that and some other stuff from the Super Bowl that we will play here in about uh, 20 minutes as mm. we need to recap the Super Bowl. And talk about the Super Bowl heretic party that we went to at Lester Big Hand's place. Now, that was good. That was badass. I had, a, had just an outstanding time hanging out with the heretics over there. Um, so we'll reserve comment on that until then. Next up in the hideout, Dan in Orlando. Dan, World National Local Sports or Entertainment? Uh, entertainment. All right, here's Entertainment. All right, entertainment is multiple choice. Detectives want to question this artist about the fatal shooting of his bodyguard outside of a Brooklyn warehouse where he was shooting a music video. A, Busta Rhymes, B, Ja Rule, C, DMX, or D, 50 Cent? 50 Cent? Ah, uh, was that actually A, Busta Rhymes. So give me the story on this one, Gibbs. What happened? Uh, he was shooting a video with Missy Elliott and members of G-Unit. I guess it's the remix of... um. Uh, what was that song? Touch It or something like that. Okay. The song you just put out. And uh, I guess there was kind of an altercation inside, and they took it to the street, and somebody was shot. Wow. Yeah, they're not sure who did it or why. They're not really saying much. Well, when you take it to the street, that's what happens. It's bound to happen. Has anyone, Dubs, have you ever been anywhere in any sort of a situation where somebody was like, let's take this outside? I, I've been at many bars where that's happened. Uh, Specifically a, with you, though? Well, with friends and everything. Um, one time with my friend, uh, or cousin, Bikers, BJ, who we've had on the show a few times, uh, we were at the Dirty Dollar in Lansing, and uh, he was in there on the dance floor hitting on some guy's uh, chick, and the guy came up to him and was, uh, with all of his friends, came up to BJ and started telling him he wanted to fight and everything, go outside, and with five of his friends, BJ... Looks at the the group of people, picks out one of them, points at him, and goes, "I'm gonna get my ass kicked, but you, you are gonna leave with a bloody nose." Be <laughs> <laughs> just great. That's awesome. Uh, let's uh, continue on with the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Ladies first in the Hideout. Whenever you call, so Chris and Ovito, you're next up. What's up, Chris? Not much. How are you? All right. Um, just celebrating birthday week here in the hideout for me. World, national, or local? What would you like, Chris? Uh, 
National. And who's National with uh, Gibbs? All right, National is fill in the blank. Authorities today continued to use floating booms and large trucks equipped with vacuums in an intensive waterway cleanup the day after thousands of gallons of what leaked into the Passaic River? Oil? Very good guess. Oh, nice guess. Uh, hold on, Chris. You are a uh, winner. So where did this happen? Uh, in the Passaic River, I guess um, there was a tank that had oil to heat furnaces that made asphalt. And somehow, they're not really sure how this happened either, but it leaked into the Passaic River, and it's kind of channeling into, like... Did Exxon do it? Ah, uh, probably. My That's mom, who I blame. By the way, my mom was telling me... i got to get my mom on the phone. She's got a whole bunch of interesting stories about stuff that's going on. One specifically about something that went on in Houston, where everyone, like, like in a certain neighborhood near the refineries, people went outside to go to work in the morning, mm-hmm. and there was this small film of stuff, like, all over the neighborhood. Just, like, a film of, like, nasty, I don't know what it was. And then the people went off to work. Lo and behold, Exxon goes and announces, hey, uh, you guys shouldn't leave your houses. <laughs> um, that film, we need to go and get in there and get cleaned up. And then it took them hours after that. i got to get her on the phone at some point and see if we can figure out what's going on. And then also, too, I wanted to talk about my grandparents and the hell of a time that they're having trying to get their pills on this new prescription plan. I'm having a hell of a time getting pills, too. That's something for something different. <laughs> uh, Mariner in Orlando, you're next up. Uh, Mariner, world or local? Oh, I'll take our local. All right, here's local with Gibbs. All right, local is true or false. Florida investigators arrested more than two dozen strippers in an undercover investigation in Pasco County yesterday involving charges of cocaine peddling, prostitution, lewdness, and the improper solicitation of alcohol sales. True or false? I'll, I'll say false. Oh, it was true, man. Shocker, you lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it, buddy. I, I, I missed uh, the... Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't get the, the drops where they were supposed to be. Yeah, dubs. Uh, I, I dropped the ball. I forgot about that. You dropped the bomb. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> you got to stop that, man. I'm not kidding. You gotta, you're gotta. you going to have to leave or something. Yeah, I thought you guys were just kind of goofing around. It really smells horrible. In here. <laughs> um, all right, so on this story, I actually saw this on FARC on the smoking gun, or actually I guess technically the smokinggun.com, and I very rarely go through picture slideshows on the Internet. Mm-hmm. I went through and looked at the pictures, each picture, for every single chick that was busted in this um, stripper ring down in Tampa. And what it's so funny because they're sitting there holding a sign that has their name and then what their offense was. So you look at them and, like, one of them's their name and then a couple of them say serving drinks when they're not supposed to or something like that or peddling drugs or whatever. And then the ones that say, there are ones that say prostitution. And the ones that say prostitution are the ugliest... <laughs> Oh, of Skankiest. But like, here's the funny thing. I thought Tampa was supposed to be world-renowned for its strippers. They must have gone to the seediest place in town because or there was the day shift or something because these chicks were hit. But did they have their stripper names or did it no, uh, no, 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 no. Real sparkles <laughs> prostitution? Uh, 3,000 lens just everywhere. Right. No, I don't think it was. Let's go to uh, Jennifer in Orlando, ladies first in the hideout. You ready, Jennifer? Yep. L- Left with World. What's your stripper name? <laughs> Left with World. Here we go, Jennifer. Skate. All right, World is. 
All right, world is multiple choice. The French woman who received the world's first what transplant spoke to the public today and showed everyone how it looked. A, stomach, B, face, C, skull, or D, scalp? B, face. Good job. You're a winner. Hang tight. You are a winner. Um, Got a picture of her if you guys want to see it. Yeah, I want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I actually have the... Hello, Skeletor. I have the news... No, you know what? Uh, Skeletor isn't even good. Hey, Gibbs, get back in there and send chunks in the booth. What's with these teeth? I have the news story. She looks like a rat. Let me see it. Whoa! (laughs) Skeletor's kind of good, but she kind of looks like a mask. Except she doesn't have the big thing. She has elephant man mouth. Oh, I thought that was J.O.'s mouth. My teeth are much bigger. Well, your teeth are. She has J.O.'s mouth with Brian Pepper's teeth. (laughs) Look at those things. All right, I want to play the story real fast. Those are used to chew through walls. Track five, Chunks. This is, I guess, the story. Hold on, but while Chunks gets that queued up, let's talk to Dan the Man in Tampa. What's going on, Dan? Not much, man. Listen, I just wanted to just straighten one thing out. You notice you did say these were in Polk County? That's Lakeland, which is between Orlando and Tampa. So these really aren't the Tampa strippers. Oh, I thought, okay, because the headline on FARC or on Smoking yeah, they, Guns they, they Tampa. Usually, they usually will take the closest big city. And, oh, uh, all right. Well, if that. it's Lakeland, I know where Lakeland is. I understand then if that's what's going down in Lakeland. That's, that's forgiven. I just, I this, this girl could dance there. This yeah. girl with the face transplant. Right, she could. Uh, that's the thing, though, is I didn't want to be disappointed when I finally get down to Tampa and hit up a strip club and thinking that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting. I'm going to no, take no, her no, face. No. Have to go the extra mile and you'll get to Tampa. All right, I appreciate it, Dan. Sure, no problem. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Take her face. Oh. All right, here's the story of the face-off lady. Quite impressive, I must say. When uh, she walked out today, she'd clearly been through a, a surgical operation on her face, but uh, in fact, she looked pretty pretty good, and she said she looked pretty good. Uh, she uh, appeared before the cameras, several hundred journalists here waiting to see that news conference. Basically, according to the doctors, her recovery was fairly rapid. She was able to eat within a week after her operation. She couldn't do that before for six months before she couldn't eat because of uh, a dog bite uh, uh, on her face. She had problems uh, eating anything other than liquids. Uh, but Did the dog uh, exchange teeth with her, with her when she bit him? Oh, God. It looks like she's got a dip in. Yeah, she, That's got, what... she got those chihuahua teeth. But now, uh, after just a week after her <laughs> surgery back in November, she was able to eat. Uh, and now, ten weeks afterwards, she's basically... All right, to... here's the thing. I would rather just died if this is the face that you end up getting, Dubs. If this is the face that you're left with after the face-off transplant... I don't think it's any good. Well, you have to understand, the uh, the donator of the face is Caster Troy. <laughs> they go home. Here's what she had to say to reporters. Brother Pollock wasn't very happy with speaking it. Speaking as the first uh, speech we've heard from her since her operation. I can open my mouth and I can eat. And I can feel my lips and my nose. And, of course, I have to do a lot. She does have J-Dub's mouth. Every week, in order to reactivate the muscles. Why does she sound like a dude? No, it's a translator. Uh, She does look like a tranny. There is no comparison between the face I have today and the one I had seven months ago. You must have been ugly. Quite different. 
What advice would you give to the next? I mean, here's the sad thing. She's a peach. She needs a little work done. She needs to do uh, a little uh, tin ch- uh, chin tuck. Facelift. Yeah, the nose doesn't. Papa's you know, got a brand new bag. Here's what's funny. Look at all right. She has chunks. Bassett hound face. <laughs> yes. Look at her. She's just all hanging off. Look at the look. Turn around, look at chunks, and then look at this. <laughs> <laughs> You can see this, I think it's like on CNN.com or something. Alright, hold on. Alright, Burntrell, send me that. Burntrell says you should have seen her face before. I must tell him to send it. ASAP. Now I gotta see what this chick looked like before, if this is so great. Patient having the same kind of operation. Can you call me all of a good That That person that like person. me should have much courage, patience. Clearly able to speak fairly plainly when she lifted a plainly. glass of water to take a drink. There was a barrage of photographs taken because, in fact, uh, she was ab- absolutely demonstrating the play- uh, to the press that she could uh, drink uh, and, and eat and use her mouth fully. Beforehand, she was only able to open her mouth just uh, a fraction of an inch. So quite now an we'll improvement close. in her lifestyle. <laughs> Doctors say she's now ready to go home. What she faces, though, when she goes home is another question. Psychiatrists will be seeing her regularly twice a week, they say, uh, until they're absolutely comfortable with the fact that she is able to handle her recovery period. Now, I wonder if they put... Doing... And now I wonder if they put uh, her uh, the uh, the scar right next to her heart again, <laughs> or if she didn't need that anymore. <laughs> All right, are these face-off jokes? Yes. <laughs> Alex in Orlando, you're in the hideout. How do you remember that movie? I barely even remember it. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, I was actually at a website the other day, and they were telling me that that French lady was in like in a fatal accident or something. Yeah, a dog ate off her face. Nuh-uh. Yeah. That's nuh-uh. Uh-huh. It was after she tried to kill herself. She was downed out with pills. That's why she didn't wake up. Yeah, huh? Yeah, that's what happened. And then I heard the bitch was smoking again after she got a new face. Of course. You got to try, try this thing out see how it works. <laughs> she went seven months without smoking. You can't not smoke. Well, she's trying dipping now. Got so lucky to get a new face and you can continue to smoke. Look around it. You can see where it was attached. What? Look at, at the chin area. You can see where it's attached. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She needs to get that fixed. Literally took chunks. Chunks, how does it feel to know you look like that? And that's the reason you've got no ass. You look like a lady who had her face gnawed <laughs> off by a dog and then had it surgically repaired. No, you can't really say anything to that. Only thing is, she has better hair. I have more of it. I think she's stunning. You would. Maybe you guys can get together and have nice basset hound pups. Now, I wonder how she got out of that prison with those shock boots that she was wearing. <laughs> All right. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. <laughs> Monday night in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Come on in. Uh, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. I know everyone's been talking Super Bowl all day, but we must comment. Especially because of how much we hated the Steelers. Before we get to the actual game, Dubs. Broke back football. Mm-hmm. Let's go to uh, Big Hands. Lester Big Hands, what's going on? What's up, baby? I was calling to say 
Thank you to the hideout and thank you to Real Radio for the party, man. And thank you to the heritage that showed up and brought things. And you know what I'm saying? It was a good time had by all. Don't thank us because we did nothing compared to what you did when we came over. You were the the absolute perfect host. I've never had a better host at a party. Here's the thing: Lester Big Lester Big Hands won the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings Super Bowl party from mm-hmm. last uh, last fall's live broadcast that we did, and we went over to Lester's place. And let me say, Lester, you are just the coolest guy ever. He's got a great little place, great little pad. He was, like you said, Dubs, just an outstanding host. Always checking on if you need anything. See, when people come over to my place, I say, if you want something, go get it. Don't ask me for it. I'm watching the game. <laughs> Made a couple of cheesecakes. Those were delicious. And and here, it was just... Yeah, you know that, Matt, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You five-piece bastard. <laughs> Matt had five pieces of cheesecake. Now, let me say this. Lester, I saw it on your post on MySpace. That was your ex-wife that was there? Yeah. With her new guy? With her husband, yeah. Hot. All right, now, that that is incredibly cool. That you guys, uh, for the sake of little hands, yeah. are you know so like cool with each other and everything. It was just a really, really neat, cool scene, man. And so I just thank you, and I hope you win again next year. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I, I want it back at Lester's. I yeah, right, thank you, big hey, thanks hands. Thanks a lot again, man. I appreciate y'all. You betcha, big hands. Peace. I'll talk to you, bud. Here's the other thing too that made me proud, and I want everyone to take note of this. The people who listen to the hideout, the heretics, are not what you would think. Like, Lester is a cook. He's like mm-hmm. a culinary artist. Um, Jimmy Jam is an IT specialist. Um, Chick-fil-A John is like a farmer. I mean, we. I'm sitting there in that apartment looking around at the diversity of the hideout, just proud of the fact that, here, these people from all these different backgrounds, who I think pretty much ten months ago would have never known each other, are all sitting in Lester's place, just having a blast. Uh, white, black, Latin, German, German, you know, <laughs> women, German, women. Uh, it was just really a sight to behold that everybody, and it's something that I always want, and that I talk about in the hideout. Everybody coming together, Republicans, Democrats, didn't matter. I'm sure there were a couple of gay people there that we don't even really know. Not Hefe left kind of early. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was both of them. <laughs> you know, and it was just, damn, Dubs, it was so cool. In fact, as another thing, not to brag on the heretics too much, but I was out uh, getting a prescription for a friend. I happened to be wearing my hideout sweatshirt, and the pharmacist, you know, the pharmacist, oh, the hideout, blah, 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 you know, digging the show, and you're just like. We have pharmacists listening? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, how you, doing? Right. you are my favorite listener. But here's the thing, and Chunks, I want you to make sure that Sales knows this, that the, the hideout listeners and the heretic listeners and the don't be ashamed, you're entertained, it's not, I, for some reason they have this misconception of what it is. You know, and these are people with good jobs and good money and they're good people that dig this show. And I just want to say thank you uh, first and foremost. And then on top of it, I mean, the whole the whole experience was great. And I feel it's odd, Dubs, mm-hmm. because do you think that at any point, like a, a show, I would say other than maybe the Ron and Fez show that we know and was an influence on us, that a show literally gets out there with their listeners and hangs out and genuinely none enjoys of them do, it? None of them do it like we do. I don't think so. 
going to your house, have our phone numbers, all that kind of fun stuff. So that's why we're doing all these other things to reward you guys. So there's a lot going on, and we genuinely do appreciate it. And just the, it was an all-out blast last night over there. You know, you never know when you go over to someone's house, you've never been there before, how the party's going to be. If it's going to be uncomfortable. Exactly. And uh, it wasn't, and I would gladly do it again. And I'd like to uh, rub in the face of uh, Matt Albert how I beat him again at Madden, this time handily. Okay, the Redskins suck on that game. So do the Lions. They have a rating of 60. You're off on the offense. You're uh, okay. has a rating of 80. Don't care. Well, with Harrington at the helm, how can it be any lower? Destro, who drove from Daytona Beach, mm-hmm. who, by the way, I was beating in Madden, and um, uh, also as a chick wouldn't leave him alone during the game. And, Tommy, you can even attest to this, too. I mean, you hated listeners in D.C. No, I loved them all. I hated D.C. listeners. And now here you got some buddies. It's just it's just really a cool thing. So. It's odd. Even on the message board, I still hate the D.C. listeners. I like the Florida <laughs> ones. <laughs> so, anyway, getting to the game. Chunks, play track 22, if you would, please. This is going to be a tough rundown. I could see a play-action pass. And instead, it's Roethlisberger on a keeper diving. And does he get there? Yes, he does. No, no he, doesn't. he doesn't. Let me make two points. The Steelers stole the Super Bowl. I don't know what's going on. But you ask any layman, you watch any foot, you ask any football fan. The Steelers were getting all the calls. More specifically, the calls were going against the Seahawks. The big calls, too. Not just these little itty-bitty uh, five-yard penalties or anything. These were huge play-making plays. Play-making calls. Here's the thing about it, too. I have no vested interest in this game. I am a Cowboys fan. I have been all my life, except for that brief period where I had to root for the Redskins because I was doing their post-game show. Um... Otherwise, I couldn't imagine if I was a Seahawks fan what I'd be going through watching that game. I'd be going berserk. That that penalty in the end zone on Daryl Jackson was the biggest load of crap that I had ever seen. If you were a Steelers fan, imagine if that was Heinz Ward and he had done the same thing. You would be going ballistic. Technically, I guess it could be pass interference, but he never really touched. He never pushed off. Just because you extend your arm does not mean you are uh, pushing against someone. So that was number one. Number two, this Roethlisberger play at the end zone that we just heard about, he did not get there. And, again, this is a referee judgment call. If the referee on the field had ruled that it was fourth down, there would not have been enough evidence to reverse it and say, no, it was a touchdown. Therefore, it would have been fourth down, and they would have either had to go for it or kick it. Again, two plays specifically, specifically turned around. 14 points specifically turned around because of the officials. I think it was obvious that he did not get over the line. I think it, when they looked back at it, I can't believe that they kept it a touchdown. Well, inconclusive evidence. But my point my point being, if he had called it fourth down, there's no way they're reversing it to say he got into the end zone. No. So there's no way you could definitely say that it was a touchdown. I just can't believe. And if you're a Steelers fan, the last thing you want being a six seed coming all the way up to do this, the last thing you want is to have people questioning. 
But, dude, that's 14 points grand total. When really, when you kind of do the math, it could have even equaled out to the 11 points. Mm-hmm. And not to say Pitt didn't have some great plays. Man, the Randall L. pass was fantastic. The Willie Parker run was amazing. And not that uh, the uh, the Seahawks played a perfect game either. Their clock management was terrible. I've but, never seen anybody play that bad in the last minutes of each half. But still, I don't want to hear the Steelers fans talking about how we earned this, that, and the other. You got more breaks than I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. I've watched a lot of the Super Bowls since growing up. I had never seen breaks like that. That was the oddest part about it, because it is a Super Bowl. The world's watching. Usually, you know, the the refs call it tighter than anything else. You know, they will not make a mistake for the life of them. Or they want to stay out of the game. Yeah. You don't want the officials calling a game, especially when it's a championship game. Arthur and Avito, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Arthur? I'm a, I'm a, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. I'm, I'm a fan of neither one of these teams, but I, st- I you know, just picked the pitch. I picked, picked, I'm sorry, picked Pittsburgh for the Super Bowl just because I kind of like the way they were six seed. Rossensburg, I like him. Heinz Ward. Don't really know too many guys on Seattle, but you're absolutely right, man. That that was not a push off the one sound they got. Rossensburger, I don't think, crossed the plane. And if you notice, when, when there's plays like that, you're in the regular game, you see how many times they show it over and over and over for, like, the fans to, like, see if it really happened? They only showed it, like, two or three times. And then they gave that below-the-waist blocking to the, to the quarterback at yeah. the end when he was tackling the guy? No, I hear you, Arthur. What was that? I have... He got a 15-yard penalty for below-the-waist blocking when he's tackling the guy. It's clear as day, and they let that go by too. Now, did you, you did you hear uh, uh, um, Hasselbeck when he was uh, after the t- other touchdown? They got called back. They said he was out of bounds, which I agree. He he did not put two feet in. Uh, he asked the ref, "What is going on here?" Yeah, they you know, literally what are you asked. Doing? They asked, "What is going on?" And uh, when when uh, the coach was going into the tunnel, he was yelling at the officials like you can't be doing this to us. It's the Super Bowl, man. You can't have that in the Super Bowl. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right, so Hideout Real Radio 104.1. 407 and Star 1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. Hanging out in the Hideout, uh, our buddy from Massey Attorney, Tom Luca. How you doing, Tom? Good to see you, my friend. <laughs> What's happening, fellas? Hey, how come I didn't get invited to the Super Bowl party? You know... You need to jump on MySpace. It was an uh, open invite. That's actually a good place, uh, MySpace.com. Uh, we will... Uh, you feel free to throw in on the Super Bowl discussion. Of course, we're going to do Ask the Attorney coming up here in just a little bit. How about this? Uh, real quick uh, first question before we get to Ask the Attorney. Can you uh, can the uh, Seahawks sue the Steelers? No, but what they can do, what I think they should do, is actually file a grievance with the with the National Football League. There's no way the NFL would even get behind there was any sort of shenanigans because it would make them look so bad. But you even brought up a couple of plays, Tom, that we hadn't even discussed. Yeah, there were a lot of plays there that were questionable. Even that the announcers, both uh, John Madden and Al Michaels, were were could not find the penalties anywhere on the field, and they were well, they could barely find camera. the field anymore. Yeah. <laughs> They had every camera angle known to man. Yeah, it was just sickening. Let's go to Sean and Longwood. You're in the hideout. What's up, Sean? Hey, guys. Love the show. Thank you, buddy. If you remember, if you remember the play with Rosberg when he went to the goal line, mm-hmm. 
the ref actually came in from the side and signaled fourth down oh, yeah. on one hand and then raised his other hand with the touchdown. That's why you can hear it. Play the clip again, Chunks. You can hear Al Michaels saying... It's fourth down yeah. and then touchdown. And then touch. No, you're right on on that, Sean. Thank you, buddy. And also, like, uh, I think when he called it, it was when Roethlisberger was already down, and you can see him kind of like whistling and putting the ball over the line, like trying to slice them by, and it worked. Here's the play again. Listen. This is going to be a tough rundown. I could see a play action pass. And it says Roethlisberger on the keeper diving, and does he get there? Yes, he does. You hear that? And that's because the official is running in with a four up and then, oh, touchdown. Actually, a fist. Oh, yeah. Fist, four, whatever. Um, McAllen, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio 104.1 on 417. What's up, McAllen? Hey, fellas. Hey, brother. Hey, man. You know what? I got to think, you know, maybe ABC is just cahootsing with, uh, with the Pittsburgh. You know, like, if you guys notice all the commercials in the beginning of the game, yes. where, the, where they're holding the trophy and it's only Pittsburgh players holding it until yeah, after know. the Seahawks scored. I know, dude. It, that that also drove me uh, just insane. Thank you, uh, McAllen. And what was uh, Palomalu doing with the trophy in his rear end? Didn't that look a little, wasn't he, like, holding it, like, wedged in there or something? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah, he was holding it like awkwardly behind him with the ball strategically in between the cheeks. Oh. Now look, I'm not a uh, conspiracy theorist, but I'm sitting there. I was th- when I was working out today watching Sports Center, and I started thinking to myself, this reminded me somehow. And again, I'm a political junkie, so it all goes back to politics for me. And they even kind of mentioned it too in the leading up of the hype. Here you have the hard-working Pittsburgh Steelers. The Republicans mm-hmm. versus the smart and let's face it, soft uh, Democrats, liberals, Seattle intellectuals, yeah, and the Seahawks. <laughs> all right, so you kind of felt like they were playing that angle as it was, just kind of building it up a uh, a red state versus a blue state kind of thing. Even though I think uh, Pittsburgh went uh, blue this last go around. So anyway, so I'm watching this and I'm thinking. This is com- this is like watching the election. You know who's coming out better. Like, it was so amazingly obvious who came out better, and it was Seattle. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle ran the table for the first half and, was, and still ended up down by four. Was dominating. Just like in the exit polls, where Kerry came out and was dominating in the exit polls. And then all of a sudden, whoa, we can't have this. We can't have those sissies from Seattle winning. We can't have that uh, that flip-flopper from Massachusetts winning. And all of a sudden, things start to turn. We can't have a bald Super Bowl quarterback. Before you know it, the tide has shifted, and the Republicans or the Steelers have come out on top. Too far-fetched? Yeah. But... I, that's I, the way I saw it, though. That, I, can, I can see you feeling that way. I mean, that, that, that's how it played out as, you know, that, that's how they played it up, you know, the the hard-working, you know, pulling yourself up from your bootstrap Steelers like, against the... Uh, the uh, example. The All-Stars. Roethlisberger is Bush. Kind of stupid. <laughs> Somehow gets the job done. And what uh, was given to the president? The presidency. What was given to Roethlisberger? A touchdown. Did they earn either one? How close was it? Very. Then you have Daryl Jackson, who I would say is Al Gore. 
What's taken from Daryl Jackson? The touchdown. Why? Because he's black. Now, I'm I'm putting this all on Terry Bradshaw. He did not want another bald quarterback winning the championship. He has that market cornered, and I think that is where the uh, the conspiracy comes in. All right, who would Carl Rove be? That's a good question. I think Joey Porter. All the trash talking and the mudslinging that came from Porter is the same kind of trash talking that would have come from Rove. And why is he dressed like he's in Rocky Three with that half shirt he wears? <laughs> Rove or Porter? Porter. Oh. I don't know. Like he's hugging uh, uh, Apollo Creed in the ocean. <laughs> Training for clubber. Chris and Winterhaven, you're in the hideout. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's up, man? What's hey, uh, you guys, everybody's going to hate on the Steelers, but it's all about the trophy and the ring, and we got it, baby. That's yeah. all about hey, it. Hey, you know what? You sound yeah. like a Republican who won the presidency when it was I stolen. Def- wow, he got a ring? No, the president got a ring. But that's what's so funny. That's the thing about it. Oh, you could cry now, but look who's got it. Look who's in the White House. Look who's got the Lombardi Trophy. It's the same mentality. You cheats and you liars. I can steal a ring from an old woman anytime I want. Right. And I'll call you, Tom, if I do. <laughs> I'll get out of that. <laughs> George and Leesburg, you're in the hideout. What's up, George? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, brother. Hey, I was just wondering, how is Pittsburgh going to restructure their team next year? I don't know. What do you mean? Because they spent all their money on the referees last night. Exactly. I'm digging that. That's good. I'm liking that. Pittsburgh. Blitzburg, as they call them. Steel City, one for the thumb. Did you guys see that? So many gimmicks. Did you guys see that stadium, though? It was like 95% Steeler fans. Oh, yeah. That was was a home game for them. It was better than a home game. There was was like one section of Seahawks fans in the upper, upper, upper deck. Oh yeah, then it's just like a uh, like a Bush uh, town hall meeting where it's stacked. All right, uh, SKD says, does that mean that John Madden is Ted Kennedy? Possibly, just on looks alone, I can see that. <laughs> and then uh, WCW MAG says, uh, WCW Mag, I guess, says it's the same when the Patriots won the Super Bowl after 9/11 with Bush making all the Patriot references. Palomaro kind of looks like Condi. Right, that's not even, not even close. I don't even see where that would even black hair. Black hair. <laughs> Ratty. <laughs> All right, maybe. I think he has a gap in his tooth, too. <laughs> Biznack and Summerfield, you're in the hideout. What's up? Hey, hey, Um, there. it's not a conspiracy that Seattle wasn't posing with the trophies. Uh, Pittsburgh has four trophies in their position to pose with when Seattle's never been to a Super Bowl. They don't give them those trophies till after they win it. Well, no, They'll but pose I, someone else's. No, I see that all the time. With the, uh, in fact, later on you saw Hasselback posing with it. That's not even that's not even close to being true. In fact, you'll even see the NBA in their whole like promos during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They'll have different guys posing with the trophy of man. What would it be like to win whatever the NBA trophy is called? You don't know what it's called? I don't know. All I know is this is the year the Mavs get it. <laughs> I love the Magic. I want to see Magic versus Mavs. I'd love for it to go to a Game 7. The Mavs coming out on top. Hey, lifelong, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Now, I've actually got to hold the Stanley Cup. You got to hold it? Yeah, it was at my friend's uh, uh, open house for high school. <laughs> what? His uh, his uncle was watching it for that month and brought it over to his... Was no, like they have just different people holding this thing and not watching it. He was he worked PR for the Red Wings. 
Uh, I, let's see, Darkness says, at least it's one year for football. It's sad because it's at least three more years for the president. <laughs> and by the way, I know the name of the trophy. It's the Larry O'Brien NBA Championship Trophy. <laughs> All right, here's Mark in Pittsburgh. Thank you, whoever. Mark, you're in the hideout on Roll Radio. What's up, Mark? No, that was hey, me. Hey, it's Gay Mark. How are you? <laughs> hey, Gay Mark in Pittsburgh. What's going on? Oh, I'm doing very good now. <laughs> I, I, I hear I, I guess it was a big time for you guys over the weekend. It is so happy time. Everybody's buying KY jelly. All right, if that's a kind of uh, steal. That's what you guys are going to be known for. Oh, boy. Now, what is with them and not really being out of 1987 yet? They've, uh, they still all have the big mustaches. Looking like they still love Magnum P.I. <laughs> still watching Gung Ho on uh, Betamax. All having fades. Wearing uh, sports uh, blazers with, uh, with T-shirts underneath it, pulling up the sidearms. How many commercials did Franco Harris have last night like and by the four way or five yeah and by the way with that son of a bitch coming out with his uh batch rag that he started <laughs> throwing around when he was announced as a super bowl mvp now what was with the uh the uh when they were kind of getting the whole thing hyped up and they did like a whole dr seuss thing which got you nowhere uh excited for the game you weren't excited at all after watching uh harrison ford and Dr. Seuss little things. Yeah, I don't know what but those that were was. all Steelers too. That was Franco Harris, Lynn mm-hmm. Swan, and, and, and yeah, that Starback and I think thrown in there. Oh, they did have Starback. All right, let's take a break and come back. I tell you what, because we're running so late, let's take a break, and come back, and uh, it's the Hideout Real Radio. I want to talk the Super Bowl commercials just so we don't get thrown off during this next little short segment, and then after that we'll do Ask the Attorney and get a nice uh, Tom Lucas here in the Hideout with us, and uh, those of you. DUI. We're going to go over the whole DUI thing again because I know Super Bowl, Super Bowl is a big time for is it. a big time for that. So any questions, legal questions you may have for uh, Tom Luke, he's in studio tonight, and we'll chat it up with him. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Monday night in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Coming up next segment, he's already in studio hanging out with us talking Super Bowl. Ask the attorney with Tom Luca if you have any legal questions, you will want to go ahead and get on the board now. Because of the plain and simple fact, we always end up leaving people hanging. They want to get through and ask the attorney. So uh, we will do that in just a second. First, so that was, I think that was one of the better commercials of the Super Bowl dubs. The one you just heard, I think it was for AmeriQuest. AmeriQuest Mortgage. And someone went out there. First of all, it was $2.5 million per 30 seconds mm-hmm. for a Super Bowl commercial. And <clears throat> I saw this online. Uh, darkest Humor for the commercial was that AmeriQuest one. That's what they said. And you saw that a lot, too, on, like, Yahoo and the various, like, news outlets was, that was the theme for this year's Super Bowl. Dark, cartoonish, like, comedy and, you know. Did you see the one? It was for a new show, but it was, uh, there was a guy with a Hitler uh, mustache yeah. going on to him. Sons and Daughters, yeah. I guess, for a, which kind of looks like a variation of Arrested Development to me. I don't know why, but for some, I'm getting that vibe out of it. How can it look like Arrested Development? It's still on the air. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it has a schedule. Uh, also, best use of a celebrity, according to this uh, list, was Leonard Nimoy for the um, Aleve oh. painkiller. I thought it was for Jessica Simpson. Uh, or was it Miss Piggy? 
Or both, because that's what she's going to end up looking like. Yeah, you, know you, you can see uh, her ballooning up, just like you can see uh, Brittany ballooning up, man. It's already happening. Oh, it's so happening. I saw, I saw a photo of Brittany at the supermarket the other day. I couldn't even believe. She's, she's turned into one of those Oompa Loompas mm -hmm. that has, like, a, a neck chin or a... Uh, yeah, old woman chin where it just kind of hangs like a like a like a rooster. A little balupa. Not yet. Not to get on Matt or anything, but Matt still has like a protruding chin. Mm -hmm. There are literally these people who walk around who have like a little bit of a, like a chin, and then it's just like their neck begins and it continues to go go go. It's so incredibly awkward. I'm like, that's not how the human body was meant to be. Mm -mm. We're supposed to see an Adam's apple or uh Especially on Britney now. Something oh god, yeah, of course. Um best ad for a loud bar they said was the full throttle energy drink, which uh, I have no interest in because I'm uh, caffeine free. Most expensive looking was the Burger King ad. At first I'm thinking, what is going on with this Burger King ad? I loved it. And at the end I'm like, Brilliant. This was really, really good. And then the Burger King always creeps me out anyway, that guy. And now women dressed up like patties and uh, pickles and... Onions and mayonnaise, mayo. the one yeah. with the mayo. It was great, though. It made me want a Whopper. It worked. So get one, Gibbs. I think it was... Tom's buying. You eat a Whopper, you eat a woman. That's what I... That's wow. What. Uh, because you're a cannibal. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I wasn't talking anything. No, I know, because yeah. you're a cannibal. Eating ain't cheating. Just remember that. Um, when you go out to eat. <laughs> Stranger's use of sci-fi effects, the fusion. Um, do you remember the Gillette fusion? No, I, I didn't see that one. It was weak. Best use of computer animation. Now, here's what's funny. This one, I would have been complete, <laughs> I would have been completely, uh, like, not known what it is or, you know, whatever, but it was FedEx. Like, you know, we're to the point now where we're so desensitized to badass animation. You know, with the advancements by Pixar and everything else where you see some animation on TV, it doesn't catch your eye. But like the FedEx ad, when you step back for a second and take a look, it was really, really good with the dinosaurs and the whole thing. But uh, no one seemed to really take note. But I guess people were digging that one, too, because he kicked a little dinosaur. What are you guys laughing? I don't know what happened. <laughs> They're laughing because you said animation. No, animation. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'm in a room with people who have never misspoken. I know how to pronounce animation. I happen to misspeak. Is that so funny? All right, we'll see you whenever you're reading, Matt, and whose weekend was it? There, now there's no pressure. <laughs> animation. Wow. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Bubba and Palm Bay are in the hideout. What's up, Bubba? Hey, guys. I love your show, man. Thank you. You guys are straight, man. Thank you. I, I'd love to be able to get drunk and just stay on the radio all day. Can I? Do, can you do me a favor? <laughs> mm -hmm. Let me give a shout-out to my best friend named Hal. No, uh, no, no, shout-out. Thanks, man. Uh, Alvinesia, I guess, is who it was. Tony and Longwood, you're in the hideout. Nobody wants to know about Al. Shut up. Right. Thank you. Go ahead, Tony. All right. Hey, listen, uh, just so we get it straight, how, like, I, I agree with you guys so hardly Pittsburgh was handed the game. How big of a conspiracy do you think this was? Was this just like Pittsburgh, or was it the NFL execs as well, and maybe ABC? I mean, how many people do you think were involved? I don't think it goes to network. I think it, it's completely uh, NFL, and they know what will help out them, and that's the Steelers winning. 
Look, you don't think the network's involved? I think the network can be involved, too. I mean, they, you know, I mean, like, when Roethlisberger, they said he broke the plane, they didn't show that as many times as they ordinarily do when a play like that occurs. Now, you know he, what I mean? Here's the odd thing about that. I think everybody can benefit from the Steelers winning. Even the whole right. thing about West Coast bias, which there completely is, there is a better story. It is a better story yeah. for everybody if the Steelers win. You have what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You see everything like the second youngest or third youngest quarterback in Roethlisberger. No, the youngest. Yeah, the youngest. You see uh, the boss is. Uh, yeah, it goes back to home to Detroit. Retires and in Detroit. You got Joey Porter who ends up talking smack and uh, is it Joey or Jim? Up. Okay, Joey. But here, here's another aspect too. Like, look how many Pittsburgh fans there are in Orlando. This nationwide, there's so many, there's so much more of a fan base for Pittsburgh. Bandwagon. This is a merchandising that's going to be sold now because they won, as opposed to Seattle. You never see a Seattle like, you know, group of people, any any bars or anywhere like that. You know? No, absolutely. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it, bro. You don't even see that in Seattle. That's what I'm saying. And it's just to me, you know what I also felt like too, and you rarely see this from the NFL, which is which is why it's so disturbing. It was watching. It was like watching the Jordan Finals, mm-hmm. where Jordan would get every call, every little ticky tack, uh, touch foul, it was always called against Starks or anybody else that you know, um, Hornacek, whoever the Byron or Brian Russell, any of them. I mean, you even look at Jordan's greatest play. The final shot, which he should have retired on, where he's so incredible. He does more of a push-off than Daryl Jackson allegedly did, and then makes that basket in Utah. And how that isn't called an offensive foul is beyond me. And if you don't think that networks... Dude, I've seen it. I've worked for the Washington Redskins uh, radio network. I worked for the Detroit Lions radio network. If you don't think various networks and television stations don't want certain people in in certain places... You're oh. ass. You're crazy. I I do believe they want them, but I don't think that they uh, have the the uh, control like that. I I think they want them and they want this and that to happen. But all right, Matt says at least there can be no more bus puns. No, because now we're gonna have to see the bus on ESPN mm-hmm. or on Fox or anywhere else. The next six months is all bus, and then next year he'll be an announcer. Yep. Exactly, exactly. The NFL Network's already breathing down his neck. Oh, Jesus. It's a lot of neck to breathe down, too. All right, let's... He's got a new TV reality show? Oh, I thought he Stuff did. Stuff the bus. Not yet. I'd like to see that. All right, let's take a break and come back. Enough of the Super Bowl. Let's talk about after the Super Bowl when people are driving home drunk and what happens. Ask the attorney with Tom Luca. Uh, Link, Dan the Man, who've been on hold patiently. You guys will be first up. If you have any legal questions or concerns, you have something you're a little worried about, or maybe you need some looking uh, into, a former prosecutor, uh, he's on the hideout every Monday night. He's so gracious to join us in the studio. It's your chance to uh, ask the attorney with Tom Luca next. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. By the way, this is my favorite CD right now. If you don't have it, go pick it up. Ten years, the autumn effect. This is Wasteland. It's very good stuff. Um, Lansing's New Rock, 92 on the edge. You stepped on the post, man. Ah, way over it. Um, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star 1041 in your singular wireless phones. 
It is now time for Ask the Attorney with Tom Luca, running a little uh, late on it. But uh, every Monday, uh, Attorney Tom Luca is so uh, gracious to uh, call in and uh, field questions concerning any sort of uh, legal problems that you guys may have or uh, us. And at this time, he's been so cool as to come into the studio. So you got his attention for the next 20 minutes. You want to hop on the line, get in early if you got something uh, going on. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Let's go to uh, Dan the Man in Tampa. You're first up in the hideout. Ask the attorney with Tom Luca. What's going on, Dan? Uh, not much. Thanks a lot, guys. You Great betcha. Service. Uh, thank you very much, Tom, also, for coming in. Uh, nope. Let me just get into the bullet of this real quick. Uh, last night I was working overnight. It was actually about 2 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. I was sitting at a red light, and I had an SUV uh, slam into the rear end of me. Um, I, was, uh, I was briefly unconscious, um, got taken to the hospital. They checked me out uh, and eventually released me with just uh, 20 Percocets and told me that, you know, if the pain didn't eventually go away to see a doctor in another couple of days. What I'm wondering is, because I was working and I was in a work vehicle, do I have a way of going after the guy that hit me without, because, I mean, I don't hold my company responsible at all. Absolutely. You have, uh, you actually have two claims. One for property damage, that's your truck, which would be the company truck. Right. And one, which is your personal injury. Now, your personal injury has absolutely nothing to do with your company or the damage to the vehicle. Those okay. are two separate claims that are, that are litigated separately. You don't have to deal with the the person. You don't have to deal with the actual vehicle itself. Uh, that issue can be taken care of through your company's insurance company. Mm-hmm. You can just deal personally with your own insurance company through, or personally with an attorney through his the person who hit you, his insurance company, which I would recommend. Uh, okay, because I mean, just to get things rolling, it has currently been claimed under my own PIP. Um, you know, that that's what the people at the hospital were asking for, and they've gotten that and everything. But I just wanted to, because like I said, I don't hold my company responsible at all. And I, it's a small company, and, you know, I, I don't want to do anything detrimental to them. But on the other hand, this guy who, the, the ambulance drivers were telling me that he was under the influence. But, of course, I went off to the hospital, and I don't know if that is what ended up happening or not. Well, that only helps you as far as your personal injury claim. Okay. Again, it's completely separate from your company. Your company can have has nothing to do with your personal injury, so they don't okay. even have to be involved in it one one way or another. All right. Well, no, that 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 answers my question, and I think I'll be looking in the phone book and finding myself an attorney tomorrow. Well, why? Why looking in the phone book? You got one right here. You got Tom Luca, buddy. Well, I, Hit him okay, up. But he's there in Orlando. I'm all the way over here in Tampa. I handle cases in Tampa all the time. I was there last week. Yeah, he does oh. all kinds of stuff. Okay. Here, here's his phone uh, number, Dan the Man. I'm give me give the phone him. number. All right, 407-895-8887. We also have a link on the hideout page to lucalaw.com. That's L-U-K-A-Law.com. Hit him up, Dan and the Man. And here's my oh. advice for you. Just perk up. you got perks. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah. Dubs feels like you're lucky. Yeah. Thank you, Dan the Man. Good luck, buddy. And get I a hold of Tom. Happens, yeah, definitely get a hold of Tom there. Yeah, maybe that's a misconception too, Tom. Like, where where do you all do you like you do you run the uh, you run the gamut of Central Florida, don't you? I run the whole spectrum. I go all the way from all the way north to say Pasco County, or excuse me, I'm sorry, Volusia County to the north and Pasco County to the south, or excuse me, even Pinellas or to the south. So pretty much the whole Central Florida corridor. All right, so it's not just an Orlando thing only. 
You got a uh, you got Tom Luca sitting it all up for you. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Ask the attorney with Tom Luca. Let's go to our buddy Link in Altamont. What do you got, Link? Hey, hey I, Link. I was hoping maybe you can help me with a question here, but mine's more towards child support and that kind of stuff. Is it possible he could answer that question? Or yes, I can. He knows a lot. He specializes in the criminal stuff, but he also knows that stuff too. Okay. The reason my question is this: I haven't seen my son in about four years. He's now six years old. I saw Mike during the first two years of his life. My ex decided to just. Um, after I broke up with her to run off to the outskirts of possibly like out in the popka somewhere. Um, the problem with her was she never had a phone or anything so I could contact her. Just recently she had came in contact with my parents and gave my parents her new number and everything. Um, back when I lived in Kissimmee a year ago, uh, she tried to serve, they tried to serve me papers for child support. I don't mind paying child support. It's not the problem or anything because I love my son to death and I wanted to be with him again. It's the fact that the papers for child support is under her aunt's name, not her name. And I was wondering if there's anything I could do possibly to not go by. I mean, I don't mind paying it, but is but she has my son and everything. I don't know. Should I go ahead and go for it, or should I? Is there anything special I could do about that, or? Well, well, I, I think I understand your question is you're, you want to know whether you have to pay child support. And the answer yeah. to that question is yes. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Under the UC, the Uniform Child Custody and Child Support Act, you have to pay child support if you are the legal parent, legal and or paternal parent, meaning you got a paternity test done and a court has found you to be the legal parent of, it, of the child. You are responsible for child support if you are not living with that child. Correct. Um, even if the aunt has, even she has custody of my child, but yet it's under her aunt's name. Even if you're, even if, even if anybody had custody, if if the state of Florida had custody okay. of, of your child, you'd still have to pay gotcha. child support to the state. All right, there you go, Link. Best Thanks. of luck, buddy. Yep. Sounds like a rotten situation. Uh, 407-916-1041, Again, uh, Thomas B. Luca, attorney at law. Ask the attorney. His Orlando office is 407-895-8887 or lucalaw.com. That's L-U-K-A-Law.com. Sheila, Bill, Sean, Jim, a whole bunch of people on the line to ask the attorney. We'll do that after the break. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. And it is Monday night in the Hideout on Row Radio 104.1. The board is full as far as people asking the attorney. Ask the attorney with Tom Luca right now. You know what? We shouldn't call our phones phones anymore. It's a switchboard. Go back old school. All right, the switchboard is full. However, I'm digging that. Patch in. Operator. Patch in now. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. It's busy now. Uh, He handles all of Central Florida like Dan the Man in Tampa found out. So his Orlando office, though, is 407-895-8887, or that's lucalaw.com. If for some reason you can't get through or you don't want anything on the air, Ladies first in the hideout, we'll go to Sheila in Lake Mary. Ask the attorney with Tom Luca. What do you got, Sheila? Hey, Sheila. Hi. How are you? All right. I have a question, and I'm not exactly sure how to phrase this or what exactly I, I, I want either, but uh, we found out three weeks ago that my son, he's 13 years old, was sexually assaulted at school by another student. Um, and he was. it happened back in December. The school questioned my son about it without my knowledge, my husband's knowledge. Um, and my son denied it when they questioned him because they threatened to expel him. 
Um, and they never, again, never notified anybody. Um, is there, we are pressing charges against the other students. Well, that's good. Um, is there anything that I can do regarding the school and the fact that, you know, they questioned my son, threatened to expel him, um, and, you know, never contacted us that there was something that we needed to be concerned about? Well, that's a tough question because legally when your child goes to school, he is technically in the custody of the, for the for that brief period of time while he's at school, he is under the care and supervision of the Orange County School Board or whatever school board there is. So there's a the, the custody issues as far as whether you should be present during any questioning. Uh, actually, you're only legally, parents are only able to be with their child legally where they have to be with their child if they're being questioned about not as a not as a crime victim but as a crime criminal suspect. Okay. That being said, you may if your son has uh, has some kind of damages, either psychological or otherwise, from this interrogation by the school, you may have a claim against the school board. My advice again: talk to an attorney. There's nothing wrong with having a, an attorney uh, write a demand letter to the school board to find out whether you might have a claim. But my advice is to get your son definitely some counseling and to find out That's whether. Starting tomorrow. I'm sorry. It's starting we tomorrow. It's starting tomorrow. Scheduled. We have it scheduled for tomorrow. He's already. We already have that in the process. My my advice is to wait to see how that counseling goes and to make okay. sure that he's in a he's in a stable situation before you contemplate any kind of lawsuit. Okay. And more than anything, you want to have your child's best interest at heart, so you want to make sure that if the lawsuit is going to hurt him more than it's going to help him, you want to take that into consideration as well. You don't want to be dredging this all up years and years down the road if his, if his therapist is trying to encourage him to put it, let's say, put it behind him, so to speak. All right, here. Thank you, Sheila. 407 yeah, see, it, that always seems like a tough thing. Like, you almost surrender some things when you're when you're giving your kid to school, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you are. You definitely are. Because, again, you, you give up the right to, you can't go and grab your child out of school anytime you want with, a, with no reason. You, you Basically, you're subject to the school board's rules and regulations as far as what they wear, what they can eat, what they can you know, where they can be at a certain period of time. I always found that, too, whenever you were in school. Like, whenever, remember that first day of class, and they gave you that stupid code of conduct, and you never read it, mm-hmm. but you always had to sign it and take it home for your parents to sign. And essentially it meant that you're giving up all, well, most of your, uh, like, freedom of speech or religion or any of that kind of stuff. Um, that you have normally as a citizen whenever you enter that school. Now, is the, do the same rules apply with public and private, or they're different? But it's the same. It's the same kind of thing where it's a code of conduct that has to be signed by the parent mm-hmm. and the child. It's more of a liability waiver than anything else. Uh, I don't know. Like for example, I don't know if you guys heard about this, where the the kid who wouldn't stand up for the uh, what was it, the pledge of allegiance. And uh, he ended up winning thirty-two thousand, getting a thirty-two thousand dollars settlement from the school board somewhere. I don't know. I don't even wow. know if it was Orange County or not. Man, I wish I had done. I have because apparently I... the the principal had berated him and called him un-American and and 
yada yada, and, right. and the ACLU filed on his behalf. Called him a Democrat, that kind of stuff. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. All the nasty names. I know it really is. You liberal. Uh, Sean in Orlando, you're next up. Ask the attorney with Tom Luca. What's up, Sean? Mr. Luca, I have a question. I just moved here from New Orleans to go to grad school at UCF, and I brought a handgun with me. I was wondering, do I need to have this thing registered in Florida, or is the registration in Louisiana all right, or I don't know? Is it a is it a concealed weapon permit, or are we talking just a regular yeah, I a handgun? Con- I, have a, I have a concealed weapons permit in New Orleans. Okay. You definitely want to register that with the state of Florida. Make sure they're aware of that, because if not, you're, it's going, you're going to be granted it, because if you have one in New Orleans, the way it works is each state gives each other state's full faith and credit to the other state's laws. So by just giving by by having the concealed weapons permit in Louisiana, you're automatically going to get it pretty much in Florida unless something egregious occurs in between. But you still want to make sure that the state of Florida is aware of it. It's real easy to do. Go down to any gun shop and they'll just fill out a form for you and they'll send it off to Tallahassee. It takes ten minutes. Okay, that's it. Next. That's it. Welcome to the neighborhood, Sean. All right, thank you. All right, 407-916-1041, star-1041 in your singular wireless phones. All right, Dubs, unprecedented third segment with Ask the Attorney next. Nice. He's in studio. Why wouldn't we? So we got another about 15 minutes for your phone calls, and after that we'll do whose weekend was it. I'm digging this. I always love this kind of stuff because I like learning the law. Mm-hmm. I should have been a lawyer. No, you don't know the law, though. Well, it's not too late. <laughs> not too late. I'm too lazy to go you to law. You can always go to FAMU. I've seen the way you guys have uh, worked and the way that you guys work hard. I went through that once. My ex-wife was a lawyer. I'm not interested. Should have gone to Cooley. <laughs> cool. Now, there is a Cooley Law School in Lansing, Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually one of the toughest first-year law programs in the country. It really? Is. It really yes. is. They accept more students than any other law school, but then they also weed out the most students. Wow. So if you survive the first year of Cooley, you can pretty much write your own ticket in the we, state of Michigan. We knew a lot of people who uh, who didn't. Uh, yeah, they, they were in and out. <laughs> I was in, I'm in law school. Oh, really? And then you can talk to them three months later. Yeah, I'm out of law school. Uh, wasn't for me. Now I'm uh, tearing tickets over at the Cineplex. It's uh, celebration. It's, yeah, it's the hideout. We'll take more of your questions next. People lined up on the switchboard. We'll get to you. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Monday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. It is El Jefe and J Dubs and Ask the Attorney with Tom Luca. Last segment for this. Then we get to whose weekend was it? Our weekend recap game. Again, if you don't want to uh, go on the air with your stuff, or you want a private, free private consultation. Ask the attorney, Tom Luca, Orlando office, 407-895-8887, 407-895-8887, Let's go to Pam in Orlando, ladies first in the hideout. What do you got, Pam? Hey, how you doing? All right, I Pam. have a quick question. Excuse me, pardon me. I work at a store where shopping is a pleasure, and I have a problem with employment. I have been here for over a year. I've uh, been wanting to transfer to a different location. I've put in several transfers. I never get them. Other people are now going to the same store, and I'm being refused. Um, I want to know if there's any recourse. Well, uh, okay. Uh, first of all, you got to be clear, though, that Florida is a right-to-work state, which means they can basically fire you. got to be very careful here because they can pretty much fire you for any reason in mm-hmm. Florida. So you have to be careful as to what le- kind of leverage you want to put against your employer. 
Mm-hmm. However, if there's some kind of discriminatory action going on... That's what it appears to be, because if you're non-Caucasian, you get transfers wherever you want within a week. Uh, and if you're not, you don't go anywhere. That's the way I like it. There's the gig, gimmick. <laughs> well, you may be part of a protected class uh, under federal law. Uh, oh, as in female? As in female. <laughs> and thus, you are you may be eligible um, for... I like how it's okay to uh, play one minority angle, but not the other. <clears throat> anyway, hmm. the uh, y- you may have some leverage against your employer. My advice, again, contact if you really are serious about it. Let your let your employer know first that you're considering. I did, and they gave me the the South Park Johnny Cochran Wookie defense. Oh, look over here! Look over here! We won't talk about what you want to talk about, but oh, look over here. So, yes, I have tried that already. I tried going through the proper channels and stuff, and I still get nothing. I'm not really familiar with that defense. <laughs> yeah, I've never but, heard uh, of that. Oh, it, <laughs> it's a new rage. <laughs> Works great with goals. Yeah, it seems uh, obviously they seem to be trying to uh, do something for you. You just got to, my advice is just to, just to stand tough and, you know, stick, stick with your ground and try and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, get some leverage against the, uh, Against your employer, and the only way you can really do that is by really threatening that you, you know, a discrimination, some kind of discrimination lawsuit. All right, th- uh, duh, now that's what Tom has to say. Matt, what do you have to say? I think the main reason is just her annoying personality and attitude. Maybe, that, maybe that's it. That voice. Can we sue her? Look at here. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> I like how. Uh, the other minorities are getting it, but my, me being, I'm in a minority, and I'm not. And it's like. If they're favoring minorities, and they'd be favoring all minorities, including women, if it was really going down to that. Mm, I know Tom can't say that, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> uh, let's go to Sarah in Lake Wales here in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, Sarah? Hey. Um, I have a quick question, kind of along the same lines as the lady that just called in. Mm-hmm. Oh. But um, I have been with the company for almost seven years and passed over for promotion several times. And when I was finally approached about a promotion, I started training and was training for about three weeks. And then um, I, they hired a guy in to do the job. I was not given any reason or told or anything. And upper management came to me later when I asked about it and said, well, when we questioned why did you hire this man, um, the owner's response was, she has other things going on. She'll understand. I was pregnant. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one because uh-huh. you are definitely part of a protected class, and there have been several, there's been a long history of lawsuits that uh, have to do with uh, pregnancy and or marriage being a discriminating factor. But, again, I, the only that's unfortunately, one, employment law is not exactly my forte. I have many okay. fortes, but employment law is not one of them. My advice would be to contact an employment lawyer, uh-huh. have them write a demand letter for you, or contact okay. your employer. And i got a feeling you're probably going to get a long way with, with, those, with those factual circumstances. If that's where okay. it is. Thank you, Sarah. And remember, criminal, uh, criminal stuff is the stuff that uh, Tom Luke is really good at uh, as a former prosecutor. 407 Let's go to uh, Mark here in the hideout on Road Radio. What do you got, Mark? Yeah, um, what I had to ask is I uh, I got in some trouble several years ago. It was the first time I'd ever been in, been in any kind of trouble with the law. 
and um, the result was a felony charge. And the uh, in the court, the uh, the judge said that the uh, that the adjudication was withheld, and I've done my probation, paid back my fine, and all that. And what what exactly does that mean? Adjudication withheld. That means that you are actually not a convicted felon. Okay. You always want to try and get, if you are out there uh, trying, being charged with something, withhold of adjudication is what you want to try to get because two things. First of all, you can honestly answer on a, any job application that you are have never been convicted of a felony. Yeah, but I can't. I, I applied for a uh, handgun, and I, I can't. It comes up that I'm a convicted felon. Well, the, well that was my second Option. Well, that was my second. Uh, Going to be my second point. As far as I understand, you, by having the adjudication withheld, you don't lose any of your civil rights like you would as a convicted felon. One of those being the right to own a handgun. Right. Now, if Florida Department of Law Enforcement has changed their regulations, though, I have not heard about it. Okay. They, they. That's up to them, though. That's an internal thing as far as right. handgun ownership. Well, I was worried more about it for employment and for just for whatever. I mean, that was the only uh, only flaw on my. You know, I've never been in any trouble before, and I've gotten a little bit of trouble with credit cards as a past employer. But needless to say, I. Uh, so if the adjudication's withheld, I suppose we're not supposed to have a, a be a convicted felon. Yeah, you are. You are technically not a convicted felon as far as the state of Florida or any state of the union is concerned. And you can honestly answer on any job application when they ask you, have you ever been convicted of a felony, you can honestly answer no. Oh, cool. That's great. Okay. There you okay, go. That's all, that's all I need to know, man. Thanks. All right, Mark. Uh, let's go to a Jim in Orlando. Ask the attorney in the hideout on Rural Radio 104.1. What do you got, Jim? Hey, I got a question for the attorney on reference theft. Um, I understand there's different values to uh, the theft to determine um, like, you know, felony theft and petty theft and stuff. What is the actual the, the, the difference there? Sure. <clears throat> Anything lower than $300 is considered petty theft. Okay. That's a misdemeanor of the first degree, which is punishable by one year in jail and a $1,000 fine. Okay. Anything over $300 but less than $5,000 is considered grand theft, third degree. Okay. What would you consider the uh, Vince McCroppy worth in uh, Pittsburgh Steer Steel on that? Oh, come on. <laughs> I, that's actually more. That's uh, a felony punishable by death, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. That's over 10000 That'd be a second degree felony punishable by 15 years in jail and a. $50,000 fine. I say let's get Roethlisberger, round him up, and put him in jail. Absolutely. And that's just for having the broke back beard. Um, well, ask the attorney with Tom Luca as usual. A lot of fun. We do it every Monday night. Uh, his Orlando office is 407-895-8887. You can visit him online, lucalaw.com. That's L-U-K-A law.com ask the attorney with tom luca thanks for coming in studio hey thanks thank for having me much. fellas appreciate Gra it well congratulations on the ratings too thank you very much he was asking us where our sign was for the studio because it is incredibly disappointing isn't it <laughs> and we, uh, we've been promised is they, there anything we can do with that they said early february uh as far as i'm concerned it's early february chunks well, El Jefe, you are a protected class, so keep that in mind. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, sorry, hey, white man. You're out of sorry, white man. It's the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. 
888 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Call out a win. It is 9 o'clock. That means it's the hideout door prize blowout, and it's Monday, so whose weekend was it? Here's what you got. Four-pack of passes to the Hershey's Kissables 300 at the Daytona International Speedway on Saturday the 18th. DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. We got a couple of pair of tickets to see the Wu-Tang Clan reunion show on the 19th at the Hard Rock Live in Orlando. HardRock.com. And also, coming to DVD, you got the DVD uh, of Waiting. Our favorite, one of our favorite movies of last year, made by a Central Florida guy, Ryan Reynolds, Anna Ferris, star in the comedy about frustrated waiters, stingy tippers, and dicey food. Available February 7th, that is tomorrow, on DVD, the original R-rated version, and two-disc unrated deluxe version, waiting on DVD. So 407-916-1041, Hi, Dad, you're on the air. Who is this? Hello, Miss Yen. Don't you come home now? This Miss Yen, me want you come home, fry dumpling. Bacho, bacho. You better have my sandals, bitch. Alright, that was uh, <laughs> Miss Yen apparently calling for Matthew. I don't know. Is that you, Matt Albert? My uh, house cleaner. You know. Oh, okay. she's a little uh, attached to me. All right. Well, apparently she likes you. Uh whose weekend was it hosted by Matt Albert? Call now to be a winner. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Whose weekend was it? Hosted by Matt Albert. If you get the question correct, you will get this. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Incorrect, you're getting this. Oh, Jesus Christ. If you uh, you miss the first one, we'll give you a second chance. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. Ladies first in the hideout. Katrina in Orlando. You're first up. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go, Katrina. Here's Matt Albert, your host. Over the weekend, this hideout member slept on the bathroom floor. Who slept on the bathroom bathroom floor? Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Say that again. Who slept on the bathroom floor? Give me my spices. Oh, All my right. God. All right. God, I hate these people. Uh, Mr. Mom and Deltona. What's happening, guys? Are you ready? Uh, who slept on the bathroom floor? Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? got to be Chunks, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. Wasn't Chunks, wasn't me? Uh, it was actually Tommy Bateman. Uh, we'll get the complete story uh, at the end of the game, just because we have a lot of questions to get through tonight. It was comfortable. Um, but you get a second chance, Mr. Mom. Here's your second question. Over the weekend, this hideout member reached 1,000 friends on MySpace. Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks, who reached 1,000 friends on MySpace? Hefe. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You are a winner. Congratulations. Hold on. Matt, you got to talk right into the mic. You got a weird enough. I was. You got a bad enough voice as it is. You got to get right on top of it, dude. Put your top lip right on the mic. All right. You're not doing it. Do it. I'm just saying it's. Ow. Get on (laughs) there, ass. Thank you, Chunks, who literally threw it on his chin. Um, well, you know. Uh, let's go to Mike in Orlando. You're next up. You ready, Mike? Um, yeah, it's Will, actually. Hey, oh. Will. Sorry about that, Will. I, right. I don't know how the hell Gibbs got Mike out of Will. <laughs> All right, here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member unsuccessfully tried to shoplift. 
who was that? F.A. Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Uh, I'm going to say Al Hefe. Oh, Jesus Christ. Al Hefe is completely successful. Go with the Mexican. When all else fell shoplifting, go with the Mexican. <laughs> Actually, that was Tommy Bateman. That is another story we'll get to at the end of the game. Um, here's your second question, though, Will. Over the weekend, this hideout member was hit on by a gay guy. Hit on by a gay guy. Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? That happens to Chunks all the time, though. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You're a winner. It happened. Congratulations, Will. Hold on. All right, give me a little teaser of this story. Uh, This is the talk of the Super Bowl party. Yeah. A little teaser? Uh, yep. After show on Friday at the bar. And what about the guy? Uh, Flamboyant. Over the top? Oh, oh, yeah. All right. Do your impression of him. I'd much rather have it on my face than my junk. <laughs> yeah, do your impression. Uh, hey, Chunks, I'd really like to bang that curly-headed boy. Yeah, that's pretty much I'm it. I'm a pretty girl. Yeah. Did he know who you were? Uh, yeah, he did. He knew who we were, but I, everyone else had taken off, so he stayed a little bit later. And, uh, actually, he got a little bit more involved with one of the heretics a little later on. All right. If you want me to get into it later. All right, we'll tell that story coming up when we're done with the game show. Josh, at UCF, you're next up. You ready, Josh? Hey, yeah, I'm ready to go, man. All right, here we go. Whose weekend was it? Over the weekend, this hideout member watched the Puppy Bowl. I'm going with Bateman. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, that was me. It was the cutest thing ever. I couldn't stop laughing. And me and uh, Bobby Hill, who hasn't called in in a while to the hideout, right? Uh, he, he turned me on to it, and we were talking for over an hour about it. The, Just okay, analyzing the puppy bowl. Oh, the kitten bowl was the halftime show. Now, what was the what was the puppy bowl? The puppy bowl basically is a big cage full of puppies. Uh, the cage was like a uh, like a rectangle, and there was uh, a football field type thing on the bottom, and they had big big band music playing while puppies played. Did they no actually, talking. Did they have a ball? No, no, it was, they, they were, it was just puppies playing with big band music over it, and I could not stop laughing. It was the cutest and most hilarious thing. Hey, I was on the phone with somebody. You're talking about the Animal Planet thing, right? Yes. Yeah, did you see the cat one? The cat was the, uh, the cat part was the halftime show. How long did that go on for? Because I, I watched The puppy it for... bowl overall was three hours long. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, I couldn't watch it anymore. I just gave up. That's great counter-programming. All right, Josh. I loved it. Here's your second go-around. I'm, I'm actually right. creating a fantasy team for next year. All right. Uh, give me Roxy, first pick. Over the weekend, this hideout member ate a hamburger while watching Man Sex. I'm going to have to go with uh, J-Dubs. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Josh, Josh, hold on. Yes, that was me. I went over to uh, the uh, let me see, the Enzion Theater to see Brokeback Mountain where they serve beer and food. I'm eating a burger, and the first sex scene in Brokeback Mountain is violent. Nice. And uh, I'm sitting there eating a medium-rare hamburger. Oh, God. Blood Watch on your that. mouth, just like there's blood on the screen. <laughs> there was no blood. <laughs> well, I was eating it. Not that I much. look at the screen. I look at my burger. Get a little, huh, and keep on eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't stop. That the the violence of it didn't make me uh, sick at all. Now, did you like the movie? The movie was very good. I've heard from a lot of people that you forget that it's about two men. A love story about two men. No, <laughs> not at all. 
You the whole time through, you know that because there's never been two like a, a guy and a girl who have to go up to a Brokeback Mountain to hook up because the rest of the people don't uh, wouldn't Want understand. Accept them. Uh, did it remind you at all of any of the bits that we had run where it was very much the uh, uncomfortable, over the top? Oh yeah, yeah. Like it was, you know, just like the last uh, time they saw each other was. Don't ruin it. I won't, but. The, the the exchange they had is very similar to some of the yeah, exchanges. No, not that kind no. of exchange. Was it better or worse than the uh, Chris Keller and Tobias Beecher on Oz Love Story? <laughs> I like the Oz Love Story better, actually. So it's not like it's anything groundbreaking. It's just something no. you could have seen on Showtime. No, or, uh, it definitely was The only groundbreaking part about it was it was a gay love story. Other than that... It wasn't anything too spectacular. If it was a straight love story, this movie would have gotten no heat. Um, I actually found tips for a straight man going to see Brokeback. I'll share with I'll share those with you in Pulled a second. Chaps. <laughs> uh, let's go to Manuel in Orlando. Chapstick. You ready, Manuel? Yeah, what's up? Let's go. All right, here we go. Whose weekend was it? It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Matt Albert. Over the weekend, this Hideout member tried to set up a home network. Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks, who tried to set up a home network? Uh, Hefe. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was Bateman and Chunks. You could have asked either one of those two. Uh, we'll get their full story in a little bit. We'll run down all the stories from the weekend here in a second. It does involve a love story between two gay guys. Uh-oh. Wait, no. You what? What? <laughs> what? I was about to say. Hey. One straight guy who goes... All Damn, right. It doesn't work. Nope, it <laughs> doesn't work. All right, here we go. Here's the next one, Manuel. Are you growing a mustache, Bateman? Yes. <laughs> Over the weekend, this hideout member discovered a growth in his underarm. Hefe dubs Bateman or Chunks, who discovered the growth under their underarm? I'm going for Hefe again, man. Yeah, Come on, you didn't talk this weekend, right? That's me. You're a winner. Hold on. I also got the thousand friends on MySpace. Uh, MySpace.com slash LHefe7. Do you have breast cancer? Is that what's going on? Uh, no. But <clears throat> I have this thing on my underarm. I had it when I was a teenager, and it's just like this loose, extra skin kind of a thing. Mm. Skin tab? Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Just didn't, pull it off. Didn't Buzz used to have them? Yes. All right, I, Buzz from Donna Mike show. You just yank it off? Yeah, that's all, yeah, that's all you got to do. It might sting a little bit, and it might bleed for a couple seconds, but that's all you got to do. I had Actually, that happened in uh, Brookback, too. <laughs> I had one before, and it got really long. Yeah, it'll grow. You just got to pull it off. And then, uh, but I just discovered it today, or this morning when I was showering. You can also go to the doctor and they'll freeze it. All right, Dubs, you can't even give me that look. You have holes in the bottom of your feet from you picking at the scab. And I don't expect you to ooh and ah over it. <laughs> I expect the same uh, look that I just gave you. Matt licks yours. Maybe he'll lick mine. I think that's good. I think we can uh, get that done. Kaiser in Melbourne, you're in the hideout. By the way, the hideout coming to Melbourne on the 17th. Tuttle and 17 stunts uh, on the 17th at the Metro. Uh, wow. You ready, Kaiser? Yeah, man. All right, here we go. Here's uh, Matt Albert. Over the weekend, this hideout member was told to move out of the way of the beautiful people. Half eight doves, Bateman or Chunks, was right. told to move out of the way of the beautiful people. That sounds like a uh, chunk thing. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Good job, Kaiser. We'll see you. The 17th, Friday night at the Metro. 17 stunts on the 17th. One night, Tuttle for losing the helmet of pain. What happened? Uh, I went out down to uh, Coco for SBK's live broadcast. Nice. SBK, boom, 
we uh, we made a night of it, and we ended up going to this swanky club where it was real exclusive to get up on this raised dance floor, and we're all dancing in the middle of it, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> You're dancing? Yeah, well, not really. I was just standing there. You were trying just, to dance. And these two bouncers... He does the one-man waltz. I can already see him dancing. There's probably 30 people up there, and these two bouncers come up to Burger uh, on SBK Live and myself, and they say, you guys are going to have to move away from the stage. So we're like, all right, what the hell? So we move over a little bit. They're like, no, 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 no. you got to get over a little bit more. And we're just standing there, and they're like, you don't really fit with this type of crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt Albert was there, too. That's the worst part. So Berger and I just standing there with a beer. It's like, w w what the hell is that? I look like a bodyguard. That's why no one touched so me. So you, you got to stay with the beautiful people. Yeah, exactly. And Chunks gets kicked off. Oh, that's fantastic. Earlier in the uh, club before that, I got confused as SBK's bodyguard because I was just standing there with my arms folded. See, that's why I, that's the same thing. Whenever we took him to Snoop Dogg, I love walking around with Matt, six foot five, five hundred pounds. He looks threatening. So I'm telling you, you should get a job as a bouncer at a strip club. If anybody, if any strip clubs want to hire Matt, he's available for work. Trust me. But uh, you walk around with this guy, you feel important. Because he's as big as any bodyguard that you've ever seen. Let's go to uh, Dave in Orlando. You're next up. you got only one question left, Dave, uh, Dave, all right? Okay. All right, here we go. Here's Matt. Over the weekend, this hideout member found out there is an official J-Dubs rumor. All right, this person found out there's an official J-Dubs rumor. Um, whose weekend was it? I'm going to say Chunks. Oh, Jesus Christ. Actually, it was the man himself, J-Dub. Sorry, Dave. Yes, uh, I guess there's a rumor going on about me. Are you going to tell us now? I think we can wait on that. Son it's, of it's odd. I never would expect this rumor. All right, so Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Monday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. You just heard whose weekend was. It's time to go over the stories from the weekend. And maybe some of yours, too, if you like. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. Remember, it's uh, my birthday week. Thank you, the boys, for getting me an iPod Nano. I'm noticing it didn't have uh, Deustrel, Derone, Matt Albert, or Gibbs's name on it, so I guess I'm expecting their gifts later on this week. Matt's already given you a gift. He moved in. <laughs> right. The gift of companionship. I'd at least like a 20. Chicken wing bones everywhere. Something. Um... And by the way, birthday week, that means uh, Thursday, I'm your host at uh, Patty McGee's for the Hideout Happy Hour from 7 to 9. And then, of course, it's the live broadcast on Friday at Premier Adult Factory Outlet. All right, Dubs, what's this rumor that's going on around you? I got an e uh, IM, I think it was either last night or the night before, saying uh, I, I've heard my first official J-Dubs rumor, and I believe it. I asked, what is it? I guess... The rumor, and a lot of people are hearing this, that... You touch kids at Walmart? No, no. I, I've talked about my chick on that? the air. I've talked about my chick on the air before and everything. I guess the rumor is that I'm married and I have kids. <laughs> uh, kids at your house, maybe. In the back of your van. They're not yours, though. No, they, they, I actually uh, have... Have used my seed to produce children. Ooh. Now, do you think maybe you have, just not here? No, I, I have no kids. I know that for a fact. Who said this? I can't remember. It was completely random I am. Uh, yeah, all of us uh, without children. 
Well, I think that's an odd thing. Right. Did it weird you out? Yeah, people like think if people, people I, I'm just wondering where that would come from. All right. I'm getting word that it could be Hooch spreading it. Oh, that stank. <laughs> really? Oh, no. That's what Tommy said. That'd make the air oh. thick. <laughs> Tommy said he's willing to bet money that it's Hooch spreading the lies. You think so? Yeah, she spread a whole bunch of stuff. After she left, I heard she Why was... would she spread that one, though? Who knows? She was spreading rumors that I was leaving or I got fired or something a few months back. Well, we actually saved your job, so don't. Yeah. That she, she Why? Was a, she was on the. <laughs> You're the glue. Thanks a lot. We found out last Thursday. You're the glue. Um, but uh, yeah. So you have children. I didn't realize you had children. How old are they? How come I've never met them? It's a weird thing to be going around saying. I don't like it. All right, Jimmy Jam says it was Lester. He makes up every rumor. No, all of Lester's rumors about you are true, Jimmy yeah. Jam. <laughs> that's why I think he, that's why Jimmy Jam's going on the offensive of Lester's a liar. He's he's going to the Carl Rule uh, Rove school of uh, destroying the myths. But the guy did say heretics talk. He, so he, yeah, he'll... it's it's got to be her then. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to touch a kid. Hey, your kid? No, That's I don't I, have a kid. Because then it's wrong. Why would she be driven to do something bad to us Here's or where's... the show? I wonder. What are you looking at me for? You. I have 500 reasons, Ryan. They're all pounds that make you up. I'm cordial and right. nice to her. Dubs, I say from now on, that's the gimmick. You have kids. And when you just talk about taking your children out. And it's just all lies. And so from this, this point on... I can have one die, Yeah, everybody just sad. <laughs> so from this, this, everyone listening now is in on the bit of Dubs having children. You know, you know when Dubs is making up this elaborate story about his kids that it's all BS. I'm down with that. And also when Dubs goes to the playground to scoop the kids, he can just say, oh, my kid goes here. And that just... <laughs> Which one's yours? Touch a kid? I'm laying in the bottom of the balls at Chuck E. Cheese. Looking for said items. Uh, by the way, <laughs> licking the ground. Here is your kid, uh, J Dub's child. You're in the hideout on Road Radio. Daddy, uh, please don't make me go to the white sheet meeting tomorrow. <laughs> you know I don't like that. All right, when's the when are you guys going to the white sheet meeting again? Well, we have blanket parties, as I call them. <laughs> Nothing leaves this blanket. <laughs> this is the blanket of truth and solitude. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you, dude? Nothing leaves except your shame. <laughs> except for you when I say point and say go. That's a set stain. Your shame all over the place. All right. So this, this person ever said where they actually heard it from? No, they wouldn't tell all me. All right, Link is on the phone says he knows who started the rumor. Okay. Sugar. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> what happened to Link? Oh, here Link. he is. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to make a little suspense. Uh-huh. Link, you're in the hideout. What's up, Link? Yeah, well, that's the moment that was. Actually, I think I might know who it is. I'm not 100% definite. I heard possibility that could have been Putin. Two, as for Jimmy Jam about dating all those girls, that is definitely false. And three, I heard actually you were to cut the kid toucher, El Hefe, not Jay. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Is there, is there rumors about us floating around there? There's, there's a lot of rumors flying around, and it all has to do around MySpace. You can find a lot of it on, apparently. But I don't know if that's all. What's another there. rumor? Oh, I don't even want to know. I'm I not do. even not, I'm not interested. That'd be nice. In rumors. Any involved gerbils or... Can we get some Fleetwood Mac over here? 
What Peru? All right. Now the, sweet little lies. The other, rumor, <laughs> the other rumor that is confirmed is uh, Chunks being gay because he uh, made out with a guy at a, at a bar this weekend. I didn't make out with a guy at a bar, and I'm not gay. What happened? Mo. I love racism. Wrong one. Yeah, well, we we all had, we all went out after the show. And me and a couple of the other heretics uh, hung out for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Will was going on. He's like, dude, that chunk's from the hideout. ADHD Will? Yeah. Hey. And the guy comes over. He's like, oh, I love you guys. He's like, you guys are great. You guys are awesome. And he's getting real close and, like, kind of making reaching for my, my junk. And I'm like, whoa. Oh. I'm like, all right, cool, dude. It's nice to meet you. And I quickly get the, uh, oh, I got to go over here for a second. And he pointed to the bathroom. No. And then Will Will's left standing there, and we're all staring at him, and he's talking to this guy. And all of a sudden, the guy like leans over and kisses him. <laughs> and the thing is, Will's like, he didn't really seem to be affected. And then, and then we point no, over that at smile him. just stained on his face at all times. And a couple of the other heretics point like, dude, and Will just kind of smiles and like laughs. <laughs> now you you are bypassing uh, what I've heard totally from everybody. Uh, your major role in the story, I heard that. You got the most of the hit on. You know, I, I heard Will got a little bit of it, but I heard you got most of it. I get it. Oh, I was just trying to be nice. He was rubbing up on you, put his head on your shoulder? Nah, I mean, nothing like that. We might, you know, I'm drunk. I heard you got a full body massage from him. No, man, I thought that was... No, no I was odd that you never get a massage from Kat and Kimmy when they come out, but yet this guy was rubbing your shoulders and lower back. No, man. He was all about it when he thought it was Kenny. But... <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what that was. I don't know. That's my story. I don't know about all that other stuff. I did have so how was it? beers. Yeah, it was a fun time at night at the bar. We're talking about the oral. Oh, no, man. That's not my thing. Uh, speaking of, the other thing that happened over the weekend, Dubs went to go see Brokeback Mountain. Mm-hmm. This is tips for getting over the Brokeback hump from uh, <laughs> San Francisco Chronicle um, pop culture critic. What are the chances that he's gay? Uh, step one, accept your shortcomings. So basically, basically admit the fact that you're a homophobe and realize that by going mm-hmm. in the movie. Two, there are safeties and there are safety in numbers. So if you're gonna go, yeah, T cell numbers. <laughs> That's where your safety is. If you're gonna go, <laughs> go with a group of guy friends. Like the bigger the crowd, it's gonna seem like less, you know, as opposed to if it's just two or three, you go. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, don't sit next to each other. Obviously, mm. you leave the most seat. You definitely have to leave the most seat. Number well, popcorn gets its own chair. Number four, and Dubs, you could probably attest to this. Follow the tent rule. If you see anything going on with a huh? tent or people going into a tent, if you need to get up and leave, that's probably the best time for you to get up and leave. If you're afraid of gay sex. Yeah. Yeah, the tent roll is actually a good call on this one. How much do they show? The the first one is the most graphic one, and it shows. It doesn't show a whole lot, you know, but it shows quite a bit as far as uh, facial expressions. Mm-hmm. That's has to be what the gay is. Yeah, it's some guy's facial expressions. And Jake Gyllenhaal, or however you say his last name. He does have a mustache through most of the movie. It's just horrific. 
Flavor saver. <laughs> it's step five, according to this. Uh, go rent gay porn. Really? Well, and this is his uh, reasoning. It'll make Brokeback look... Uh... Exactly. Like any good athlete will practice, practice, practice. If you go watch some gay porn first, then go watch uh, Brokeback Mountain. And if if you do get queasy at any of this kind of stuff, don't go see it at a dinner theater. It, but the funny thing how is... How did you like the dinner theater atmosphere? I loved it. I thought that place was great. Enzion. Yeah. That place, uh, great atmosphere. Um, is it big? Like, it, were there a lot of seats or not? Did you have to reserve in advance? I would suggest it. We didn't have to. We got there early enough. Oh, because your J-Dubs pulled the, mm-hmm. hey, I'm a J-Dubs guy. Yeah. I need, a, I need a table for me and my children. But a lot of them were, uh, I wouldn't take my kids to see Brokeback. Come on. They're fragile still. I got you. Uh, How old are your kids, by the way? You know, you just went to my, one of them's seventh birthday party. That's right. Seven and... Four. When's the bar mitzvah? That's not until they become a yeah. man, like oh. 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay, so... um, But you you like the whole dinner theater atmosphere? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would like to go see, actually, a comedy there. It looks fun. You know, if you can just sit there and Broke kind of... Back wasn't? <laughs> There were laughs in there. Did, <laughs> did you giggle? Yeah. Did other people around you get pissed because you were giggling? The great thing about the end zone, and I, I suggest go see Broke back there if I were you, because there's plenty of uh, of room in between you and another party. So if you do giggle, most likely they aren't going to hear you. I know a lot of times when you take a date to a movie mm-hmm. and you're trying, to do, you're trying your best to get like the stinky pinky or a little hand action. Mm-hmm. Is it gay if you're with a chick... And you're doing that at Brokeback? And she's doing that to you at Brokeback. Yes, that is completely gay. Especially uh, if it's... I, I'd say it's not gay for the first ten minutes. But after that first ten minutes is over, you're out of the... Uh, you're, you're what about the when they're actually ranching or fishing or whatever? That's the first ten minutes. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Funniest night show in America, best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. 407-916-1041, one and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. A lot of people always asking, how do I be a heretic? How do I become a heretic? This, that, and the other. And we always tell you, be somebody. If you're listening to the show and you haven't really participated, you're a heretic in waiting. And um, we got plenty of opportunities coming up. You got the uh, Patty McGee's mm-hmm. uh, Hideout Happy Hour this Thursday from seven to nine. I will be your host because it is uh, my birthday week. Friday, my actual birthday, is the live broadcast at the Premier Adult Factory Outlet, uh, trying to get you guys uh, a shopping spree uh, worth over five hundred dollars at the Premier Adult Factory Outlet, fifty oh nine South Orange Blossom Trail, just south of Holden. And then we're going out to Melbourne on the 17th. Tuttle, 17 stunts on the 17th. It's uh, perfect. We're going to be at the Metro Entertainment. From what I hear, it's going to be really, really cool out there as well as we're headed to uh, to Melbourne for the first time. The hideout, Melbourne, is coming to your neighborhood. So you got three perfectly good opportunities to be somebody. And, of course, you pepper in uh, other events as well, and it really works out. Johnny D., you're in the hideout on Row Radio. What's up, Johnny? Hey, man, what's happening? What you got? Hey, man, uh, I'm not sure if you remember this, but uh, a while back, about five months ago, um, I called up, proposed to my girl over the air on your <laughs> show, man. How'd it go? 
Oh, man, it's going great, man. I'm still with her. Um, so far, I've almost been with her for two years, you know. Did y'all get um, married? Huh? Did y'all get married? Not yet, man. We're planning on getting married in about a year and a half. Why wait so long? Why not just do it tomorrow? No money, man. <laughs> you don't need money for love. Well, I mean, I know you don't need money for love, man, but you need money for the whole wedding ceremony and all this and that crap. Where do you yeah. live, Johnny D? I live in Titusville, man. All right, well, maybe we'll maybe we'll all come out to your wedding then. For real? Yeah, how about this? How about you put an open invasion, uh, invitation to the heretics, and we'll come crash your wedding? Hey, man, that would kick ass. All right, Johnny <laughs> D, we'll look into that. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate right, it. Hey, man, and one more thing, all right, man? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, man, I just wanted to let everyone out there know, because I've gotten a lot of flack over this about me being with her, but I wanted to let everybody out there know that if they don't appreciate me being with her, they can all kiss my ass. Why don't they appreciate you being with her? She's so hot, man. I mean, literally, she's hot enough to be a model. And, I don't and... know if y'all know the porn star Aurora Snow. Oh, of course I do. I mean, oh, she's oh, yeah, I mean, she looks just like her. Yeah? Do you have any yeah. pictures of her that you can email to us so that we can confirm that she's hot enough? Yeah, man, I got some pictures. All right, send some, email us some pictures of your chick. And uh, people consider you an uh, ugly guy? Nah, man, nothing like that, you know, nothing I've heard. I mean, shit, you know what I mean? Ah, uh, you can't say that, man. Sorry about the language, man, but, like, um, a couple days ago, man, this kid walks up to me, and I was supposed to be, you know, and he says something from him. And he says, wow, you're ugly, she's too hot for you? Pretty much. And, I mean, I've knocked that kid down, man. I, apparently, I broke, like, three of his ribs, you know? Wow. Now, now at this uh, at this uh, wedding you're going to have, is it going to be BYOS? Uh, what's that? Bring your own Skinner. Bring your own Skinner? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah, man. All right. Thank you, Johnny D. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like how it's, um... <clears throat> Hey, I just want to let everybody know. All uh, the, they're in radio land. All the haters that she is indeed. She's not hot enough to be with me. What is what? What's <laughs> can stop our love. She is ugly enough to be with me. I guess I don't know what I don't. I am not hideous enough to be with her. I just don't know what's going on. What's this? Hee haw! Oh, <laughs> hey, speaking of a marriage, Dubs. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually kind of leads me to wonder who would even get married anymore to begin with. Um, but our buddy Lefty is getting married. Louie. And he is, uh, his, he's like in the, he's in the middle of it. You and I mm -hmm. are going to have to go up to the wedding in August. We're planning our vacation around it. Yeah. Which, Which is, is just, you know... Selfish of him, mm -hmm. but whatever. I guess, Do it during Christmas. I guess he's a good friend. No, I'd rather be in Michigan in August than December. I told him, why not have the wedding down here in Orlando? It's perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect uh, area to just come down and get married. You can do it in uh, December. Exactly. So he's getting married, all right? And then he's talking to me about some of the issues that he's having. Like, he's ready to move on, kind of, in his job. Mm -hmm. But he's getting married... So he's kind of tied down to his chick oh. and where she can go. And then at the very least, like if he he can't really get anything or job search until after August because they're getting married there in Detroit. You know what I mean? So he's got that going on. Mm. Then over the weekend, his cat gets sick. 
Okay? Oh, no. Like incredibly sick. Poor kitty. So he has to take it to the vet. All right. Mind you, he works in radio. He's strapped for cash as it is. His parents are helping him out a little bit with some certain things, this, that, and the other. So the cat, to fix it, and apparently it was no question to his girlfriend. Uh, she never has any money, but all of a sudden, she's got $1,800 to fix the cat. Yeah. To me, that is asinine. No way. To me, I look at spending... Now, here's the thing that pisses Lefty off, is the fact that he needs new tires. And it's... it's you had to run over the cat with. <laughs> you know, it's Michigan, Bastard. and he's driving from Detroit to Flint. He's like, dude, i got to get new tires. If I have a blowout, I'm not going to have the $400 to spend on tires or even get in the car fixed because we threw down $1,800 to fix a cat that's going to die eventually. I mean, if it's an old cat, I can see letting it go. But it, with my cat, who's only a couple of years old, I, it, whatever money I have, I would throw at it. To uh, eighteen hundred dollars. Oh, I'd, I'd double that if I needed to. That is crazy to me. Why? It's that, just money. No, the no, cat no. Will, uh, it's just a cat. And it's just money. You know? No, no, no. There's no. You spend. Uh, so much more money than that a year on entertainment and joy. Why would you uh, not spend it on uh, the entertainment and joy of your pet? Because you could get other entertainment and joy instead of this other leech that you have to take care of. Only a freaking cat would cost more to fix than it would cost to buy at a pet store. That's just no seems... dogs. Anything you take to a when you take something to a uh, a to get fixed over at one of these uh, hospitals, they always cost so much. Uh, when I when my kitten died that I had. We took it there to see if it get it fixed, um, and we did the test on it, which ran us about $400. No way. And then they found out, all right, there, it's going to cost two grand more, which we didn't have to actually fix it. So we had to put it to sleep, which still costed 200 more. So $600 right there. Just on, on doing a few tests and seeing if it's something not minor. Look, here's the... All right. Chunks asked me, because I had a frog that I loved dearly when we were in Maryland in D.C., mm-hmm. would I have spent 1800 bucks? No. There's no How much way. would you have spent? 50 maybe $100. If it's more than that, sorry. It's part of the, it's part of the life process. That's what, that's what happens. Things die. I don't think you could spend realistically, especially given his financial situation. Sometimes you have to make a choice... Am I going to be able to live, like live and not go into debt, or am I going to have a cat? Sometimes cats are like kids to people, though, mm-hmm. man. That is, that's what's crazy. Why? That's insane. What business is it of yours? What? If you don't want to have an animal and love it, don't have an animal and love it. But and I don't. Else, if someone else does, why should you hate on them? I, I hate the fact that there are $1,800 going to save cats that are going to die eventually, and yet there are still other things that... You could give $1,800 to maybe a, a homeless shelter and help them feed homeless people for a month. See, the, the, then you're just going lower than cats. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Half and dubs. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. I just don't see it, man. I was thinking about it during the break, about our buddy Lefty spent $1,800 on his cat. Let's uh, analyze it this way. 
you uh, you enjoy the iPod, which we just got you for your birthday. Mm-hmm. So far, basically, you've gone through $800 worth of equipment uh, over all of your broken iPods and everything. Yeah. Why? Why not just buy a $20 CD player? You're getting the same stuff that uh, you can put in your CD player. I did that, too. This is a better product, even though it keeps breaking on See, it. but the, your own cat that you already have is a better product than getting a new cat. You already know this cat? You love it? I just, I don't understand $1,800, and that's still another $1,000 difference. And why why buy a uh, $100,000 car when you can get one that runs just as well for 30000 I agree with that. You need to ask yourself, would the cat spend $1,800 on you? Yes. Absolutely not. Cats are selfish, selfish beings. Buster would. Is that your cat? Yes, the one I like. Penelope's the one I hate. Rachel in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Rachel? Hey, um, I just wanted to say that I have two dogs and two cats, and they are my literally. They're on the best food. My chow chow just had surgery in September, $1,500, um, because his tendons in his back legs weren't grooved right or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to daycare twice a week. They're on the best food. They get toys constantly. But if those, if I'm upset, my dogs know. They cuddle with me and make me feel better. They make my quality of life better. And I don't have kids. I don't plan on having kids because I haven't met the right person yet. Um, so that's But if you did, you'd have the kids right cuddle with you? <laughs> yeah, that? Well, yeah, sometimes kids can come up and give you a hug if you need it. Sure. <laughs> he licks my face. It's good enough. It's a puppy hug. Um, well, here's, all right, Rachel, now here's the thing. It seems like you, and she's admitted that she's substituting animal affection for human affection. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I think there's something really wrong with Why? That. Why do you have to analyze people? I think Why that... wouldn't I? I think the way you treat that cat is crazy. Why? Dressing it up. Oh. Costumes, we... which you know it hates. I have seen it. Being angry about the costumes you put on it. We just got it a little uh, Michigan State handkerchief. Oh, God. <laughs> You're a maniac, dude. It's all good until you cross the sexual affection line. No, 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 no. Not even going to the bestiality room. Hey, did you hear that in the movie, Gibbs? Good one. <laughs> <laughs> Calling them out. Tanya, Tanya, you're in a popka in the hideout. What do you got, Tanya? Hey, uh, I have a cat that uh, is a hybrid that I bought. A hybrid? Well, it, it runs on gas and uh, it's part parrot. Right. Huh? Now go ahead, Tanya. All right, he, he cost a grand, and uh, we had it for about a week, and my husband stepped on it. <laughs> Good. And it cost us two grand to get him uh, fixed back up. That's a three thousand dollar cat at that point. That is that is correct. A three thousand dollar cat. Did you get your money back on it? Or are you getting the? Love uh, th- that cat. It's an awesome cat. Uh, here's the thing. Think about all the other things you'd be doing with three thousand dollars down payment on a new car that could get you places. But none may be as uh, joyful and important to someone as the cat. There's so many other things you could be doing. There are human beings out there. Who don't feel loved, and you're gonna waste it on a cat. Who cares about the human being? That's that don't the problem. Feel That's the I'm problem. Not... Being selfish. Exactly. If you aren't selfish in this world, you aren't living. Wrong. If all it is is about being selfish. What have you done for someone? What have you What have you given money to a homeless person? Given eighteen hundred dollars to a homeless person? You have never done it. Because I Why don't have other people to do it. Because I don't have it. Because it'd be a better world if we did. 
Instead of just caring about ourselves and caring about my stupid cat that means nothing in the grand scheme of things and throwing away $1,800 on it. You don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. I don't mean anything in the grand scheme of Why things. Why not try to do something to mean something and be somebody instead of wasting it on a goddamn cat? Because that's what's important to you. Well, then maybe priorities are out of whack when you look at the world. All I know is all those homeless cats I see never ask me for money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. And they smell better. And I've given shelter to a black man, so I don't even want to That's hear That's your it. own problem. I, I wouldn't tell your father about it. That's all I'm saying. 407 Why do you have to specify race? <laughs> Racist. I just wanted to put it out there. That's how Karen. It doesn't matter what color. That's why I mentioned No matter how about. low you are, I will let you into my house. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, Robert in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Robert? Hey, how you doing, man? All right. Uh, I just, I, I don't know, maybe it's some kind of sick fetish to dress up a cat like that, man. Yeah, What's I mean, wrong with that? I think it absolutely, all right, let's run down all the costumes you have for your cat, Dubs. Well, a lion, uh, a devil, um, the little handkerchief that we just bought her, and... The uh, pink, uh, the pink shirt. No, orange. Oh, the orange. It's a soft paws on it. Right. So, hey, yeah. Another comment. Uh huh. Um, if I had to pay $3,000, if I heard an animal and it cost $2,000 to get fixed, I'd put it down. Absolutely. That, you that's your own down. choice. Absolutely, you'd put it down. 407916. I think I blow out my voice yelling. <clears throat> How about you, uh, you being upset when, which it wasn't even my fault. Uh, that your uh, fish dying at my apartment. Yeah, because you killed them. I did not kill them. You came over and put them in ice cold water. What do you think is going to happen? And guess what? It sucked and it was sad. And wait, here's the psychotic part about it. You had me put them in the freezer and hold them for yeah, you until a, you got back. That, because I was on vacation and I wanted to give them a prop. I wanted to give them a proper burial. Why? They're fish. They die all the time. They they rest in the bottom of the ocean. Trust me. Trust me. Carnies if, eat them for fun. Trust me. If it was my way, you'd have thrown them in the in the, in the bowl. I was not in on that decision. I'll just have to leave it at that. I don't think so. I think it was all you. You asked. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. I had. Dead fish and tinfoil in my freezer. Oh, God, don't I know it. Uh, Scott, you're in the hideout of Road Radio. What's up, Scott? Hey, uh, I kind of agree with both you guys. Um, I've got seven dogs and four cats. You weirdo. So we, we love them. They're, they're great animals. We rescued most of them, but I got a $500 limit. If the vet bill's over 500 sorry, got to go. 498 they're good to go. We'll we'll keep them around. Wait, so if it's five hundred one, you cut it off there. Well, you gotta have a you gotta have a stop. Have a point. limit. No, I'm with you on that, Scott. You know? One dollar too much. <laughs> yeah, you're one. sorry, buddy. Yeah, sorry. Bam. If you can go raise it, you can live. Pull out the hammer and just <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Duke. Pow. And here's the other thing about that too, is it. I think it also varies given on your situation in life. Lefty is not in a situation right now oh, where $1,800, you and I are in a no. situation where if it was $1,800, we could be throwing it away on a cat. No. It just isn't there. If it was 1800 honestly, I don't have it right now, so I wouldn't be able to do it. 
And it would be sad that you have to lose Sadie, mm-hmm. and you'd come in here pouting and crying, and we'd I be would. jiggling behind your back. Oh, that's, and that's wrong. I'd, I'd try and help you get money, Doug. Laughing. But why? Why would you raise money for his cat? Set up a PayPal account. Because, My man. cat's sick. I need money. Set up a PayPal account for me. <laughs> no, you're not starting that bit. We already started one bit tonight. We're not My gonna... kids are starving. <laughs> they need money. They need school clothes. <laughs> Like, I'm not they need, a, they need a trapper keeper. <laughs> if Matt needed eighteen hundred bucks to get fixed, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even begin to. Now that's a human being. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Useless human being. True. Sits around more than my cat. <laughs> but I do like to be licked, and <laughs> I guarantee, it never happens. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that um, your cat does more for society than Matt does. I'm sure. What did Matt do today? He wrote me a he wrote me a comment in my defense just to set me up, make me look like a racist. I got it right here. Uh, I've sheltered to a black man, black in all capital letters. Why does that have to be black? <laughs> Dick. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Coming down the home stretch on a Monday night, the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Reminding you, broadcasting live on my birthday this Friday, February 10th, Premier Adult Factory Outlet, all kinds of games, Screamer Cream, uh, Inmate or Playmate, uh, Nut Putt, uh, just all kinds of qualifying games for the supermarket sweep, essentially, of the Premier Adult Factory Outlet this Friday. Supposedly may have a penthouse pet stopping by, 5009 South Orange Blossom Trail, just south of Holden. Look at the hideout page on roadradio.fm or hideoutheretics.net for uh, all your info. Hefe, do you want to come with me tomorrow? I, I want to go pick up some stuff for the games that we're going to have coming out there. Uh, I believe I can do that, yeah. yeah. I got basketball until about 115, but after oh, that, fine. I'm cool. You betcha. Uh, 407-916-1041, Just talking about how much is too much to spend for a cat. I will agree with you in one case. My buddy spent, I had to just lay down $1,800 to fix his cat when he really doesn't have the money. And, uh, I know Lefty and everything, and I know what he's got coming up this year with the marriage and all the stuff coming up really fast this summer. And working in radio, being a promotions guy, not really making the big money in radio, less than us, and we aren't making the big money in radio. Right. And uh, sorry yeah. to uh, shatter the uh, the dreams of uh, us being uh, rich. Right. But yeah, I can understand that he doesn't have that money to be going out right now uh, and throwing it down on a cat. And I would have to say, in that situation, I wouldn't do it either. Even if I had the eight hundred, eighteen hundred in the bank, knowing that it was already spoken for with a wedding, I would I would tell my chick, all right, you have a choice. Either we cancel this wedding and get the cat fixed, or, you know, we uh, we put it down and use this money for the wedding. Ooh, talk about one hell of a choice. Now, you were even saying, too, this could be kind of a microcosm for the uh, entire relationship. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if she's willing to kind of put you out, that far for the cat right now, she doesn't even have fully her claws into you as she will after August. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> that poor son of a bitch. 407 916 Man, I just. And that's like. And put to me, too, if like you're in any sort of significant debt, and again, it's a matter of getting out of debt 
or like look maybe I can understand if you if you had some sort of an in, and like if it wasn't that big a deal but like eighteen hundred dollars to me to me is a lot of money you know I couldn't imagine and I know to him it's a lot of money some people eighteen hundred dollars may not be a big deal and they can mm-hmm. just throw it around on the on the cat a dog or whatever people like me. Right. You. <laughs> I have money falling out of my ears, and I just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherry and Rockledge, you're in the hideout. What's up, Sherry? Hey, I just wanted to say, um, you know, if you go out to buy a dog or a cat, you should be obligated to take care of it no matter what. And, I mean, no matter if the the dog or cat gets sick or what, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, I mean, there are there is that school of thought is, is if you are going to take something into your care and your possession, you have to do everything possible to keep it alive, but... But I, I, maybe this is the thing. There are you shouldn't be able to own an animal if you can't uh, it, financially. Be able I, I say I say that should be the way with uh, with children. Definitely, I think there definitely should be some kind of uh, like a you, shot you're given until no, you, you get you into. Can't it. Do I know that. I know you can't. But I, in an ideal world for me, that's what would happen. You wouldn't be allowed to have kids then. Exactly. I wouldn't want. I don't want kids right now because I know I can. Imagine if you have to take a, a child in and get the same t- sort of stuff done. That's going to cost even more than what he's uh, he's dealing with the eighteen hundred. All right, Tab says, "Tell Hefe I hope he comes back as a cat. I'd love to talk about the easiest life in the world. Doing nothing. Don't even have to give affection. All you do is get it. You can hide all day." Eat, sleep, poop. You got a place where you could poop, and you, you don't even have to go outside. No, you just cover it up. And sometimes you don't, and you yell that, but it doesn't matter. Now, the bad thing about being a cat, same food all the time. Or a dog, same food all the time. You don't get a, uh, a smorgasbord of uh, different food. What? And if you do get a treat... It's the same damn chick, fake chicken yeah. that you get in the uh, food. It's not, not like, my dog. It's not like my diet changes much anyway. Yeah, but imagine five years of the same uh, cat food. I'm still uh, living off the, the free cat food I got from Fez. I thought that cat was real. Fuzz? No. Damn. Now my world is shattered. But he does like Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. Make sure you send him many DVDs. <laughs> so, that's such a joke for us and those listening on RealRadio.fm. Hey, uh, Tommy, I know you love your dog. I've never, I've never seen. Tommy to me has a real love for an animal in Roxy more than you and your fake love for Sadie. Lou. Why is my fake? Uh, why is my love fake for because Sadie? Because Tommy has done and will do anything for that dog of his. I've seen it, and it's the best dog in the world. I maintain that Roxy is the best dog on this planet. Thank you, I agree. But in your situation right now, I know you would. You'd spend the eighteen hundred dollars. Yep. You. Pro- I have uh, reserve money on hold that I don't touch for her. Oh, really? Back when I was making more money, every day I would, uh, or every week I'd put like twenty dollars aside for like a year. Now, see, that is That's a smart. responsible pet owner. All right, Tommy, and you know this too. As much as you're a poon hound now, that last thirty seconds for you. Just got you even more poon than you could ever imagine. Well, that's nice, but it, they still can't tear me away from my dog, who I'm devoted oh, to. Oh, they don't want to. They just want a little piece of uh, what you have for your dog. They want 10 of that $20. <laughs> hmm. That's not good. Um, so well, what's... they could start by bringing food up today. I'm starving. 
What's the most? Use some of that money that you've uh, been putting away for no, your dog. No, I don't touch that money. See, now here's the thing, too. That is amazing to me that he has that money sitting there, and I know he's been in a situation or two, and he hasn't even touched it for the sake of his dog. Now, That's... would you use it for your other dog, Chunks? No, I hate that one. And isn't that other dog, Chunks, keeping you from getting uh, putting more money into your Roxy account? Yes. You won't tell me how much money you have saved for Roxy, will you? Um, I don't know the exact amount. I have an idea. What's the rough guesstimate? Uh, a thousand. That ain't bad. Nice. I had more, but like there was like. Two I thought years... you didn't touch it. No, no, because I had to spend it one time. Uh-huh. I had to take her to one of those emergency vets where she... somehow either she did it or she like ran into something. Like she just took a nap and like two a.m. I looked at her and her eye was all like looked wilted, kind of like a wilted grape. And I started flipping out and I took her in. And it was it was just a scratch, but. Just taking her in and getting her looked at was like $250. It's insane. Yeah. Now, do you know there's pet insurance? Yeah, I had a friend who used it, and it's it doesn't really do much because they won't cover certain things. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's very, very, very cheap uh, to get. But Did I, you it, get pet life insurance? I don't think so. I know. That That'd be sweet. You'd just be killing dogs then. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, I got another one I'd like to insure. <laughs> Like, I wonder if there'd be a grace period. Like, you couldn't have so many dogs within, like, a certain amount of time, because then it's like, all right, you're running a racket. No, I swear, it just got run over. This is the third one in your parking lot this week. And you have fur on your engine. <laughs> hey, look, I didn't say, it doesn't say where and who, who, who couldn't run it over. You literally have blood on your hand, <laughs> ice pick, sir. You get your not. dog's heads in your hand. It ate. <laughs> My wife's wedding ring. You have to understand. Why are you smiling? Stop it. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Joe and Orlando. Now, that's what I would say, though. It's funny. Look at me. I got an ice pick. I killed a dog for the insurance money. Go ahead, Joe. What do you got? Hey, what's up, Dubs? What's up, Hefe? Yo, dude. Look, Dubs, if you love your pussy cat mm-hmm. that much that you want to spend all that money on your pussy cat. And I think it's fine that you want to spend all that kind of money because you love your pussy cat. Yes, right? exactly. Thank you, Joe. I don't think that's what he said on hold, by the way. Matt in Orlando, and I understand what he was saying. Hey, Hefe, what's up? Yo, dude. Let me ask you a question. Would you spend 18 months on Matt Albert if he was dying? Abs- he's just a big pussy? Absolutely not. There's no way. Where'd the hate come from? Because <laughs> you're a lazy bastard. I think people can feel it radiating. Well, there it is. Good luck to uh, Lefty and whatever he's going to do. You know, well, there are... Already has been done. There are some places, like certain hospitals, that if you show them how much you make, they will take mm-hmm. care of your animal at, like, a very discounted price. Yeah, you have to make sure you know about that kind of stuff when you have an animal where you uh, where you should take it to where you'll be able to afford. But I still take my dove to the best place oh, I found here. Where'd you find Huh, I just asked around several people who have dogs, and they, they recommended their vet. What is it? Give them a plug. Uh, or do you not want to give them a plug because in case you have to take Roxy? Hmm. It'll be a waiting room. <laughs> yes. And then you'd be like, I mentioned you on the radio. Let me to the front of the line. Well, actually, the person that referred me to them, when, on, when I was filling the paperwork out, I said who it was. And then when she went in to get her dog's like, uh, um Shots updated. They gave her like a discount for referring people. All right, so Tommy Bateman says take your place to uh, John Young Park Animal uh, Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Bateman sends you there. Yes. 
Uh-huh. Although that's not my real last name, so that, damn it, that won't help. All right, Tommy. Yeah, don't. All right, fair <laughs> enough. I think it's worth it. Give out your screen name too. <laughs> I'd rather give out the screen name first. My last I'd name's out there out now. Addresses. <laughs> Dro. If I'm comfortable with Dro being out there. By the way, real fast. So Dubs and I go over today to the uh, bowling alley where we're doing the um, hideout bowling league. Yeah, make sure uh, you email Chunks if you want to be a part of the Hideout Bowling League. Yeah, get a hold of any of us. It's it's real cool. I like the timing of it. We did it on Saturday afternoons from 5.30 to 7.30. Mm-hmm. So that way, there's really no excuse because you know Saturday afternoon you're kind of waiting around to get the weekend or mm-hmm. to get Saturday night started. You Why not out, start it off by uh, throwing a few uh, balls down the uh, the lane and drinking a few beers? I think it's going to be like dollar drafts or something, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the Hideout League. I want to work on getting T-shirts. I think we have Definitely. to get T-shirts. And obviously prizes for whoever does the best. But Dubs and I go over there to get fitted for, they gave us bowling balls. Mm-hmm. Dubs, what does your bowling ball have on it? Mine is a brown ball with the Miller High Life logo on it. Not a brown, gold. Gold. With the red Miller High Life uh, logo. The champagne of beers. And I got mine, which is a globe. I think it's going to look cool. And really, it's for somebody who has a God complex. Which is you. And that's why I got it. But um, they're asking us our real names. Yeah, so you throw Dro down. Yeah, Dro. I'm telling you guys, it's my name, and you got to get over and you got to get over calling me out on it, because then people think that I'm giving them a fake name. You are giving them a fake name. Your name's Alex. Dro. Did you take a swing at him when he said Dro? I was. Tempted. I, I was see, tempted to pick up a ball and just chuck it at his head. I can see Dub just like, oh, just like gritting his teeth. <laughs> I don't understand it. what it matters to you. You spent eighteen hundred dollars in cats. I changed my name to my God-given name, Dro, That's and not my slave name, Alex. Calling your uh, parents slave owners? Yeah. By the way, I finally spoke to my mom over the weekend. Big. Yeah. It's always the same thing. Yeah, my When mom... are you coming to visit? Your grandmother's dying. Your grandfather's dying. I know. My mom will call me, and I don't want to pick up because I know it's the same stuff. What are you doing? What have you been up to? Nothing. Same old. You're such a disappointment. <sighs> you got a divorce. You're... Blah, blah, blah. When are you finally going to get a new job? Your little brothers are so wonderful. Ugh. <sighs> Every time. Every time. Yeah, I know how much you hate your little brothers. Yeah, they're just awful human beings. Selfish. Rugrats. Sitting in front of video games the whole time. Being ambiguous with their sexuality. Yeah. I don't know which... Two of them, two out of the four I'm thinking could grow up to be gay. Mo. My fanny, and I'm thinking, should I just give these to you now so you can play them in the CD over and over again to know what you're gonna grow up to? No, you should give everyone in their class one. <laughs> so every time they walk into the, the classroom, it just gets played. Hey, Wad! <laughs> Look at those bunch of Lord Wads over there. <laughs> it's a hideout row radio 104.1. Diet plan help me get back into a size six. AIDS helps control your appetite so you lose weight, yet AIDS lets you taste, chew, and enjoy. And the appetite suppressant in AIDS is not a stimulant. 
it's helped me lose the weight. It has nothing in it that could make me nervous. Question. Why take diet pills when you can enjoy AIDS? AIDS helps you lose weight safely and effectively. Use only as directed. There's no way that's real. Matt Albert said he found it from the 80s. It's it the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Wow. And true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where, uh, I guess that's where it started, the 80s. It was a pill in, like, 1983. It's AIDS with a Y. So. And it looks like it was a little chocolate thing, too. Is that because you asked yeah. why, God, why? <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm a white man and I'm not allowed to get it. What? Since when? Isn't that the uh, thing? No. I think hmm. that's true, right? What did you hear that? That's what I heard. I thought you heard that somewhere. <laughs> I was actually reading uh, American Psycho, and they were talking about <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I knew you got that from somewhere. Sorry to call you out. No problem. Everybody gets something from somewhere. <laughs> hey, track two. Ask the age guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> real fast, before we get to the Chappelle audio, this is Senator uh, Pat Leahy talking to, uh, basically ripping... Um, Alberto Gonzalez, a new one today, about this whole wiretapping thing. Let me give you a message, Mr. Attorney General, to you, to the President, and to the Administration. This is a message that should be unanimous from every single member of Congress, no matter what their party or their ideology. Under our Constitution, Congress is the co-equal branch of government, and we make the laws. If you believe you need new laws, then come and tell us. If Congress agrees, we'll amend the law. If you do not even attempt to persuade Congress to amend the law, then you're required to follow the law as it's written. That is true of the President, just as it's true of me and you and every American. That's a rule of law. That's a rule on which our nation was founded. That's the rule on which it endures and prospers. That is just such an incredibly true statement. I don't know how anyone would be able to argue with it. But somehow Alberto Gonzalez did. Dubs, here's what apparently what he came back with. I don't have this audio, but it is on Crooks and Liars, crooksandliars.com. Alberto Gonzalez. President Washington, Lincoln, Wilson, Roosevelt have all authorized electronic surveillance on a far broader scale. President Washington... Lincoln, Wilson, and Roosevelt have all authorized electronic surveillance on a far broader scale. I think that means, you know, the money they spent, the presence on the bills they spent on the wiretapping. Oh, yeah. That, that might be. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I didn't know electronics were prevalent uh, when George Washington was president. Yeah, and there was reason to uh, tap them for. Thank you to Dennis B. who sent this over, by the way. I gotta hear that. Maybe we'll have that for later on. Wow. I wonder. I I I almost dare you to. You gotta pull up the clip, Chunks. You see where it is. I want to hear if anyone questions him on that. Oh, do you mean President Washington, the first president, was using an electronic wiretaps way further than this one is? I just wonder if anybody questions questions him. It's such a ridiculous statement. Do you have it, Chunks? Is it coming up? Is it taking it slow? It shouldn't be slow. Damn it. Crooksandliars.com. Don't maybe... give it out right now. Well, whatever. Don't jam it up. I want people to see it. I'm sorry. After we play, give it out. <sighs> You're 
right. I shouldn't have given it out too early. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. But I didn't know that was true. Like, when did the whole wiretapping thing be, like, electron? When were electronics? Like, when did that really come about? Like the 60s, 70s? I mean... What? Electronics? Like, but like the way that they're... Oh, okay, like, yeah. Like, prevalent, I... like where everybody was having act. I mean, you had phones and stuff and television, like, earlier on. Mm-hmm. But, like, where it was on a wide base where everybody could use it and... I think that You've got back there, Tommy? Uh, 225 use, years use... Wait a minute, this is... Who, who is it that said it? Commander-in-Chief. I gave, I gave him my opinion. No, that's not it. Some examples were President Washington, President Lincoln, President Wilson, President Roosevelt have all uh, authorized electronic surveillance of the enemy on a far broader scale. Of the enemy? Broad, without any kind of probable cause. And do you hear how he, uh, he slipped in of the enemy real, real quickly? Electronic surveillance. I don't know. That damn Calvin Coolidge and his spy satellites. <laughs> it's like Aaron Neville, kind of. What the hell is going on? Um, all right, here's Chappelle on Oprah from last week. Now, you uh, you had this one, right, uh, Matt? You found this? Yeah, I taped it, and uh, he was kind of sympathetic. Kind of sympathetic, but then he kind of put it on other people about how people change when you get money and just people not really caring about him and him being paranoid. And how he had a good reason to be paranoid. All right, here's some of uh, him on Oprah. I was doing sketches that were funny, but socially irresponsible. I felt like I was deliberately being encouraged, and I was overwhelmed. So it's like you're getting flooded with things, and you don't pay attention to things like your ethics. Like there's this one sketch we did that was about uh, this pixie that would appear whenever racist things happen, whenever someone make you feel like, they calling you that N-word, uh-huh. but don't say it. And it was it was funny. And it, the premise of the sketch was that every race had this, like, pixie, this, like, racial complex. But the pixie was in blackface. Now, blackface is a very difficult image. But the reason I chose in blackface at the time was because this was going to be the visual personification of the N-word. It was a good spirit or intention behind it. But... So then when I'm on the set and we're finally taping the sketch, somebody on the set that was white laughed in such a way and it was the first time I'd ever gotten a laugh that I was uncomfortable with. Not just uncomfortable, but like, should I fire this person? <laughs> and at the same time, I'm just not a naturally assertive person. What was it about the laugh? I know all these people be watching TV that there's a lot of people who will understand exactly what I'm doing. Then there's another group of people, the kind of people that scream, I'm Rick James, be at my concerts. Yeah. That this along for a different kind of celebrity worship rap. I, I hate that he won't even say I'm Rick James, bitch, on Oprah. You know what I mean? I don't think he wants to say it anymore, period. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's part of the problem where he's just like, I've had enough is... The, the catchphrases and everything that just blew up way too big, and he can't get away from them now. They're going to get something completely different. They're concerned. I mean, I don't want black people to be disappointed in me for putting that out there. No, it's you like, don't want to be disappointed in yourself. You know what, Oprah? <laughs> You're right. Would you say you I, I don't even know no. if I agree with... 
I didn't think he was just playing her on that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that crosses anywhere in his mind. No, and but here's I, Oprah acting like she has all the ad, the advice and the knowledge. So yeah, you're right, Oprah. I love how these big comedians they get to a point where they can say anything, they get a laugh. Yeah, something that normally people would say and not laugh at. Right. I want to get to that point where people laugh at. Oh, trust and, me. We laugh at you all the time. And <laughs> and and now, Matt, do you feel pressure as a black man to represent in a way that uh, and the same way that Chappelle felt like some things weren't racially? Yeah, like I won't say the N word to get a laugh. I know that I do. Dubs does. Usually while pointing at you and you're walking around the corner. <laughs> and I'm usually laughing with him. But uh <laughs> but I, I won't say the N word and I and it depends on around the company I am I'm around that I'll use certain words. I won't say, you know, darky Yeah you, you how you doing? I around certain like are around we, you guys are I will we in say that, that. We're in that group. You're then? in the good group. Alright, what words will you say around us? I will say darky. Mm-hmm. Spear Chucker, mm-hmm. Jigaboo. Mm-hmm. I won't say Coon. I don't like the word Coon. No? I'm not, I, I, I just don't, don't even, like it. Is it because of that Photoshop picture that <laughs> yes, and it's an animal, <laughs> and it's an animal. I still yeah, and the other ones are so nice. I just don't even know how that word is like bad. I don't see like which one. The C word, not the one for a woman, but for the one that Matt just said. Coon. What yeah. do you mean? What do you mean? How you don't say it's bad? I, I don't know. I mean, I just I know it's bad, so I would never say well, yeah, it. Yeah. What's its roots in racial like, hatred? Yeah. Like is it I mean, yeah, it's a raccoon. <laughs> yes. I don't, look like a raccoon. Bad. It's like you're a wolf. Oh no. Why aren't raccoons <laughs> known for rummaging through garbage? Yeah. yeah. Stealing. Oh no, it's kind of funny. Being chased <laughs> off porch. No, it's not funny. Yeah. That's like, hey, junkie, you're a bear. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, drunk, I'm a drunk bear. Um, I, now, I will admit, too, that I feel some pressure. Like, oh, I, I spe- w- speaking of drunky, hold on. I don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> the Brokeback Mountain character was doing drunky's act the whole time. Oh, I, 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 I want to be with you, but I just can't do it. I don't know. I, I, I'm afraid uh, of getting he, hurt. <laughs> Heath Ledger? Yes, yeah, so Rodney Ledger. Dangerfield? <laughs> it was a cross between drunky and Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Uh, 407-916-1041. Go on with your, what you were saying, because I didn't I mean to cut you off. Uh, no, that's fine. That's funny, though. I actually, now that I have that, you're going to ruin the movie for me. So I'm just think that it's, <laughs> that's it's, what I was saying the whole time. It's drunky the whole time. All right, I guess uh, Matt doesn't like being racist, but here's a clip with him and his uh, very racist white friend, Sid Kata, of uh, them talking. And we're getting again, Sid. It's nice to see you. How was, your, how was your flight? It was good. I uh, made small talk to a black woman. Oh, God. So I decided Stop to broaden it. my horizons Stop a little. Stop. I don't even want to know. I don't even <laughs> want to go. It I... sounds like the setup is so... <laughs> we have to listen to it a little bit. I don't remember this. I'm... A little bit. And uh, not one racist comment. Oh, nice. You're improving. Yeah. Because the city of old would have called her... Right away. <laughs> now, what, now, see, this is what I'm saying. Now, he, he was just pointing that out was something. An example. That wasn't uh, him trying to get a laugh out of it. No, they keep going, too, and point oh, okay. out. I had to cut out a lot of it. They keep on going? 
Yeah. They what keep, do they keep on saying? Oh, they just go, oh, about every other culture and race well, out let, there. Let's hear about it. No, we're not going to hear about it. There's no reason to hear about it. <laughs> Look at you so happy. I don't remember it. Can you play it for me? <laughs> All right, we got to take a break first. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Maybe we'll come back with more of the Sid and Matt. And uh, also, too, some of the clips from uh, the Chappelle show, or Chappelle on Oprah. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. And we're again. Sid, it's nice to see you. How was your, how was your flight? It was good. I uh, made small talk to a black woman. So I decided to broaden my horizons a little bit. And uh, not one racist comment. Oh, nice. You're improving. Yeah. Because the Sid of old would have called her right away but uh i'm I'm surprised good job and uh if you're keeping track right as i said the n-word a black man crossed me so uh they come out when you do that (laughs) just like when you get just like when you get into a fight with a puerto rican they just come out of the they just come out of the walls like like cockroaches and you file out of their truck (laughs) out of their honda civic out of their truck Out of their El Camino. Oh, wait. <laughs> you are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Yeah, you aren't racist at all, Matt. Not at all. Just point out truth. Uh. <laughs> I kind of contradict myself, but hey. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Uh, by the way, we need to put this into the system so we have it always. The edited version of uh, Straight Outta Compton, N.W.A. Uh, 407-916-1041, 888 and Star 1041 on your uh, singular wireless phones. So anyway, talking about Dave Chappelle, we'll go to a uh, cable guy real fast in Orlando. What's up, cable guy? What's up, what's up? What you got? Uh, I wanted to state a fact about the cultures of the world. All right. Okay, do you ever know why uh, black people don't marry Mexican people? All right, we're not going to go uh, racial Jeez. jokes. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. But uh, do you know why black people put out their trash in clear plastic bags? No, we're not going to do racial just, jokes. No, this is the truth. All right, why? So Mexicans can go window shopping. What the hell, it's man? It's what I heard. It's what I heard. It's from New York. It's not the truth. It's from New York. It's got to be true. What Harlem. Do you, what do you mean the New York thing? Spanish Harlem. You ever heard the same thing? All right, here's more, uh, <laughs> here's more of uh, Chappelle on Oprah. Would you say you were paranoid? Sure. First of all, what is a black man without his paranoia intent? <laughs> if, if you get... If you get you might win a hundred dollars in a poker game and be on the subway. You gonna look over your shoulder. <laughs> they just said in everything I had fifty million dollars. That's like making me a marked man. I wasn't crazy, but it, it's incredibly stressful. And uh I felt like in a in a lot of instances I was deliberately being put through stress because uh you know when you're a guy that generates money, people have a vested interest in controlling. And there was a lot of discussions about we know what our audience wants. I was like, yeah, whatever. And, and I mean, they were wrong 100% of the time as far as what people were like. I, I, don't you always find that to be true, too, mm-hmm. Dubs? Whenever you're talking to a, a, a programmer or management, 
any sort of management or even like sales, anyone who doesn't sit right here and do what you do, mm-hmm. they always seem to know what the audience wants. And it's now, a lot easier to uh, sit here and tell you what the audience wants. It's harder to come in here and execute it and actually have it be what the audience wants. I mean, when you're actually here, you know, you have a good feel for what your audience is looking for. And you're around the and you're actually around the audience and you're dealing with the audience. You you know, you absolutely know. But otherwise, you have people who start you know beginning to meddle, like these consultants who will come out of town from radio stations. Mm-hmm. I know most of them are ass clowns. Oh, absolutely! I know uh, 102 Jams has a consultant from DC that comes down here and, tr- nice. and tries to tell them what exactly is good and what isn't good for them here in Orlando, knowing nothing about the place. Because he runs a station that's that's fairly well in a black market. Yeah. Okay. Difficult. Right. Exactly. Black. And the show is an incredibly hard show to do. That's the other thing. Chappelle show was a. Uh... I mean, it's fun and all these things, but it, it, there's a, a tremendous amount of work that goes into to making a show like that. And they put in the paper that I had pneumonia, God knows what. It was walking pneumonia because I was walking all over the place. <laughs> uh, I was relaxing. After that, I, I was coming back to the show, and uh, then they were like, well, Dave, you know, you should just back up the pneumonia story. And I was like, I'm, you know, that was your thing. I'm not... I'm not backing up a pneumonia story. And then the, the next day it was in the paper that I had writer's block. <laughs> then I knew something was getting ready to get stressful because I hadn't even started writing. Sounds like somebody's trying to put young Dave in a compromising position. But, you know, okay, so now I got worse. So when I said I'm not going to do it, then all of a sudden it was like, well, now he has walking pneumonia. And then I knew long before I walked, I had considered walking. Because I went back to work and the vitamin love was gone because it was a real ugly negotiation. The situation where now everybody's taking credit for this and that and the other. It's all, it's just, it was getting ridiculous. And I knew I was going to leave. So I got ahead of schedule and I bounced. And I didn't tell anybody where I was going. All right. So then, I mean, it just sounds like it's a whole thing of, and Dubs, do you ever worry about that? Like sometimes when you were, when you're on your way up, you have, you're having way more fun because you're trying, like even where we are now, you know, on our way up. And we're we're trying to prove ourselves, and we're doing this, and we're able to go out and do things. But then, kind of when the company or a company invests all this money into you, the fun is taken away, and the pressure is just there. And the pressure will take fun out of anything. And not only have they paid you to take the pressure out, they're paying you more. So because they're paying you all this, they feel like they can tell you more what to do. Yeah, I mean, they, they feel that since they're giving you all this money, and uh, their money is not what made you popular. You know, it, it, they they think that they actually own you for some reason, and they don't. You know, they them doing that is actually losing them money instead of making them money, which they gave you all the money to do. Because you, you did, you earned the money. By doing your thing, mm-hmm. but now that they've given you the money that you've earned, they don't want you to do their do your thing anymore, mm-hmm. which just seems incredibly odd. It, but you see it countless times. You see it happen over and over and over again in show business, and then you wonder why these guys go crazy and bolt for Africa. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Having oh. it up on a Monday night, the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Goes out to all my homies in uh, Fowlerville. 
right, he was the subject of something during uh, whose weekend was it? It's ADH uh, Will out in Lake Mary. What's going on, ADH Will? What's going on, guys? Hey, um, so you and Chunks were making out with a gay guy over at, <laughs> at the bar, right? No, there were, there was no making out at all. That I think that dude's girlfriend was kind of pissed off. Wasn't he kissing on your neck? No, he was he was not kissing on my neck at all. But he, uh, that's not what I heard, buddy. Eh, he was kissing on Chunk at first because he dude he's a he's a celebrity, you know that. Yeah, well, Chunks is a minor celebrity. Yes. Well, he's a he's a minor celebrity. Right. And that means he's really big with the minors. Exactly. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, there there's nothing there's nothing homoerotic going on between me and this guy from here. All right, hold on a second, uh, ADH Will, because we have the real real Will on the line. Hey guys, uh, this is this is ADH Will. I was making out with dudes. Me and Zeph make out all the time, dudes. Are right, ADH Will? Is that true? Yeah, it is, dude. Uh, I, I don't think so. Man. <laughs> I'm making out with the dude right now. A long time, but I, we don't make out with dudes. I, I'm confused as to who's the real ADH. Dude, I got a big smile on my face. It's Spiky Bon Air. It's me, Will. Heretic. ADH Will? Yeah, that's me. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to... I, ADH Will. Yeah, what's going on, Hefe? Put this to rest. Did you or did you not make out with a dude at the Dude, ball? I did no, more than make out. No making out. It was, it was all chunks, dude. He's a celebrity. He's the co-celebrity. All right, I'm just... Dude, I kissed him more than just on his lips. You know what I mean? All right, all right that's Will. all I needed to know. Thank you, Will. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's put to rest. Uh, Dubs heard it first in the hideout. Some of the stuff that's going to get talked about tomorrow. Um, I guess there's a big fire. Chunks, you need to get better headlines. This stuff sucks. Yeah. Who cares about a fire in Cleveland? Yeah, there's like a lot of people that. Hey, Chunks, die. come here real quick. Yeah. So what? Ah. That's what you do with your headlines. Skip him. No, it's not. Hey, skip him. He thought you meant bring in your head lice, so that's why he came <laughs> to the studio. This Messiah move from the courtroom, dude, that literally happened at 9.30 this morning. That's I saw update. it when I was working out. There's no update. He yelled, he yelled that he was Al-Qaeda. What update is there on that? Uh, they got the translation in the, <laughs> in the update. No, he he spoke English. <laughs> he didn't say it in, in Arabic or Aramaic. He said it in English. What a dumbass. I hate you. He just lies blatantly to get out of a... Uh, <laughs> I know. Christ almighty. Yeah, massage uh, therapist Kimmy says there's a girl missing in her neighborhood. That that could be big news tomorrow. Instead, Chunks doesn't find anything about that. What'd you find about that, Chunks? He was too busy IMing Will. <laughs> Dude, are we going to get with that guy again? We're going to go back. I'm first this time. I hear, um, uh, here's one. Call Pre your ass handler. President Bush's budget would cut money for education. The second straight time he has sought the less uh, school spending after uh, the first term of steady increases. So less education, more war, apparently, is what we're going for with this president. I like that. It would eliminate 42 education programs. Who needs them? Including money for the arts, technology, parent resource centers, and drug-free schools. 
He was a drug free growing up. Why should your children have to be? Wow. Who needs the arts? All right, Chunks, you had one good headline out of four. You got to work on that. Or do we need to get somebody else on the case? We don't have anybody else. Tommy's too busy. And what happened to Deuce Chill? Has he decided he's never coming back after I yelled at him? Um, I don't think he comes in Mondays usually. He's supposed to be on a Friday. He gets paid for Fridays. Oh, does he? Well, yeah. I guess he's not coming in then. I don't know. Maybe he'll be back tomorrow. We'll see. It'll be the great experiment. Oh, let's hope not. Uh, <laughs> Daddy's coming now. <laughs> All right, Dubs, we done? Did I think I ever, so. Did I ever give you my caffeine update? No, you didn't. Caffeine-free, baby. Caffeine-free. Have been since Thursday night. Sugar-free? T- I'm a little tired. Nah. One thing at a time. First caffeine, then sugar, then fried foods. D-free. I'm, I have a D. Yes or no? I mean, I guess... Yes or no? Technically, no. I, I, have, I, have, I have one. So no, I have one, though. I've got one. Come on. I have so one. So are you D-free or not? I mean, in what time? Are you D-free or not? No, because I have one. What the hell? What did you say about Will? He does have a tight white ass. I do thank you guys for my birthday gift of the iPod Nano. That was very nice of you guys. You're welcome. Uh, Matt Albert, Gibbs, and Deuce Chill, those who did not get gifts, I'll expect them this week there as we celebrate my birthday week. That horse in the office, that's what I got for your birthday. I don't know what the what problem is. horse in the horse? office. You shut your mic off. You brought no you horse dumb in son the of office. Bitch. It sings a song, even. Oh, I thought you said whores. Oh. Um, uh, in fact, Thursday... Uh, we have a party over at Patty McGee's, the uh, Hideout Happy Hour. I will be your host from 7 to 9 o'clock. Come out, get crunk. Uh, then on uh, Friday, we got the live broadcast at the Premier Adult Factory Outlet, 5009 South Orange Blossom Trail, just south of Holden, with the supermarket sweep. Yeah. Um, if you let me go to Patty McGee's, I'll get you a water for your birthday. <laughs> no. And then on the 17th, Melbourne, the hideout's coming to your town at the Metro. 17 stunts on the 17th with Tuttle for losing the Hideout Fantasy Football League and the Helmet of Pain. So that is all coming up. Helmet of Pain. In the next two weeks. <laughs> Wake up with the monsters in the morning. Shannon Burke middays. Phillips fall in the afternoon. We're back at 7. Don't be ashamed to entertain listening to the hideout on Rural Radio 104.1. Funniest night show in America and the best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. Be somebody and always talk good. Question authority and stay classy. We out, bitch. 
everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor, step on the floor, step on the floor, kick him to the floor, cause I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I doubt. Mo. 5,000.